We're live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Untitled Hoops podcast. Uh, this is the uh, swag edition because, as you can see, I have on sunglasses, which instantly makes me cool. And I have a beanie. Um, yep, and Marquise has on his signature beanie, which is – that's pretty cool, too. Um, I'm No, it is. I'm sorry. Maybe I said that weird. Uh, anywho, this episode – well, first off, hello. How are you? You look great. Happy to have you back if, hey, you, if hey, you've been hey, back. Hey, follow the page. You know, like follow it. You're listening yes. to it. You might as well just give it a follow no matter where you're yes. listening to. You're on Spotify. You're on Apple Music. Yep. You're on YouTube. Yep. Just, you know, drop a follow. It's free. Yep. Follow the page. Give us five stars or four. Hit us up on the three. website. Nothing less than three. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on TikTok. I'm an old person, so that's what I call it. I haven't posted TikTok in years. Uh, we got to do that again, though. Years. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, hit us up, follow us, go to the website, buy some merch. Um, you'll appreciate it. You'll like it. It's very high quality. Uh, this is the Untitled Hoops podcast, and this is the podcast where we talk about basketball, the great, great sport of basketball. Um, mainly the NBA, mainly the 76ers. However, this week is going to be a little bit different because this week we're doing an activity. Uh, similar to what we did the last couple of weeks when we were giving our predictions for each team, Western Conference and Eastern Conference. This week is uh, is going to be something sort of similar. We're going to be doing a little activity. Uh, we're going to be doing a draft, um, but a draft with a twist. Yes. Um, um, also, we did take a week off. We did take. Yes, a week we off. did take a week off. It was a dry ass day, and also I wanted to prepare for this. Yes, so. we we didn't. There wasn't much to talk about last week. As Marquis said, we had to prepare for this. Um, but because we did take a week off, we didn't get the chance to say this, which is rest in peace to Bill Russell. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Bill Russell. The late, great Bill Russell, Celtics legend, 11-time champion as a player and coach. We literally both have a green behind us in some type of way. Yep. That yep. Was, that and this is, and this, is, this is nothing but respect because we are definitely not Celtics fans. We hate but, Celtics fans, but Bill Russell yes. deserves the respect. Yes, greatness greatness must be acknowledged, rivalry or not. Um, so rest in peace to to Bill Russell. Uh, he will be missed. He's a very funny old man. He seemed like one of those old guys that's just like everybody's granddad. Like he's just super yeah. nice to everybody. Um, everybody loved him. Yeah, it sucks. So yeah, it sucks. But yep. to know it was peacefully, it is better. Yes. Um, yeah. Still yeah. for a lot of great things. Did a lot of great yep. things. Uh, yeah, did a lot of things for black people, for people in general. Um, yeah. So, you know, rest well, man. Um, so Marquise, why don't you, uh, why don't you tell the people what exactly we're, we're doing and how, how we're doing this and, um, why I'm going to win. Are you, you're not going to win. Um, so we're doing a draft. Like he said, uh, we have two rules. Uh, players, uh, cannot, the players in the draft cannot be superstars. Uh, mm -hmm. Both teams have to select at least one rookie. Uh, the rookie cannot be a top five pick. Um, so we have a max slot of one borderline all-star, a guy who made it less than two times. Uh, mm -hmm. We could have four all-star potential guys, so guys who we think are going to make an all-star game but have not yet. Um, yeah, like I said, we, have, we can have a max of two rookies, but we have to have at least one. Um, so there is a game involved. 
There yes. is a game involved. By the end of the season, we ha- will have a victor, and his name will be Marquise. Um, uh, probably not. So, so we have a borderline all-star on a team, like we said before. If that all-star somehow repeats, that is 50 points to whoever drafted that player. Uh, if one of our all-star potential guys make their first all-star games, that is 75 points. If one of our players makes an all-NBA team, that is 50 points. If one of our players makes an all-defensive team, that is 30 points. If one of our rookies or both of our rookies make it to an all-rookie team, that is 25 points, or 25 points each determining if both rookies make it. Um, uh, If a bench guy uh, records double digits in any category, that is 15 points. That has to be a bench guy. Once again, emphasis on the bench guy. Cannot have more than 25 games started, or he is disqualified, and the points do not exist. Um, if, if any of our players make a finalist uh, appearance, that is uh, for any award, that is 15 points plus. There's only one minus scenario. There's only one way to lose points, and as that is if one of your players have an off season. Like I said to Sean before, this is not an off season, meaning there's another guy on the team taking more shots, so you're taking less. Is an off season like Anthony Davis did last year? Okay, mm. as one if Anthony Davis was the option, we would have lost points for Anthony Davis. Right. Sean unfortunately has the first pick because I lost and rock paper scissors shoot at a game at work. So, Sean, your first pick, give us your borderline all star. My borderline all-star. You know, this was tough. I had to think about this for a while. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do something that Marquise is definitely not expecting. And I'm going to take DeJounte Murray. Ooh, okay. All right, he's he's on the Hawks now, so yep. there that's more publicity for him. The team should mm-hmm. be better because he is there. He should that that should definitely that should definitely. He's only made one All Star appearance, so he does fit the build. Um, so I have three players that I, I I'm kind of skeptical, um, because one of these players is a younger player who made it, but he was an injury replacement. The other guy made it was an injury replacement. And then the third guy made it, also was an injury replacement. <laughs> so I'm, like, terrified to choose any of these guys. But the guy whose team is the best out of the three, I'm going Brandon Ingram. Mm, okay. Brandon Ingram is my pick. Okay. All right. All right. So now, so next up, we got All Star potential, correct? Yes, All Star potential. These are guys who have not made an All Star team, but we feel as though that is coming up. Okay. So my next pick for the All Star potential player is someone who has never made an All Star team, but it's not because he is not a great player or a very uh, well respected and and obviously great performing player. He he just had some injury issues particularly over the past couple years but he's back this year mm. and that is one mr oh gosh the, the last names look at that i'm going with jamal murray Ooh, okay all right all right okay uh i was not expecting you to go there so i'm about to blow you away with this 
because this guy <laughs> has never made an all-star game, but I expect it to be this year. He just got a new all-star teammate to pair with <laughs> another all-star teammate, and I feel like he's going to be the best player on his team next year. And with my pick, I'm drafting Anthony Edwards. Mm, okay. Anthony Edwards. Not bad. Not, Not bad. Not bad. Their offense is definitely it's it's going to be intriguing. I can't wait to see it. But Anthony Edwards at this point is probably going to have to be the focal point for them to and, make and any real noise. So. What scares me about this one, I feel like it's going to happen. If if it's this, if not this year, it's going to, it's going to happen. Yeah. But my my biggest fear is that they're going to give it to Cat and Rudy Gobert because defense is going to get stepped up, and it's going to be like so like amazing that they can't ignore Rudy Gobert. And mm-hmm. that, that, you know, you're not going to get three All-Stars. Like, you're not. So, no, that, not that, that's the if only thing that kind of scares me about that pick. If you're not a number one seed, you're not getting three All-Stars. You have to be, like, a number one seed, potentially best team in the league, yeah. to have three or more All-Stars. Because we've only ever really seen it a couple times. We saw it with... The Hawks, when they have four All Stars, we saw it with the, I think the Warriors have four. I mean, All-Stars. the Cavs had two. I mean, the Cavs had though, two, even though one was injury replacement. But you know, there's All Stars. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting three or more yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're not a number one seed no, or no or or you know best team in the league. I just I just believe that they will be a top five seed, and that is higher than any Timberwolves team has been since the KG era. That mm-hmm. they're going to get somebody, and I think Anthony Edwards will open himself up to be the best player on that team. So that's who I'm going with. Sean, who is your next pick? So next pick, all-star potential, right? This is someone who has never made an all-star team. <laughs> I think I know where you're going. <laughs> I just don't. No, you don't. I don't. This is someone who's never made an all-star team, also dealt with some injury issues, However, they are now in a situation where I think there's just less being asked of them. Um, and I think offensively and, and just with the pieces around him, there, there might be a little bit of a jump. He's just recently changed conferences. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Kristaps Porzingis. Ooh, okay. All right. Yep. He was not on my board. He was not on my draft board at all. Um but there, that's a good pick. Um, the Wizards have a nice team. It's not they a do. championship team. It's it's definitely they they could compete for a playoff spot. I like the Monte Morris. I like the uh, the Will uh, Barton. I like you know Bradley Bill is still there. Chris Stapps, you know Rui. Rui. Um, uh, Denny, Demi Demi uh, Advija. Advija. Advia. Advia. There we go. Advia. So they have a lot of young prospects who kind of yeah. were. I mean, Rui really showed off in that little playoff stint that he had. Against us, mm-hmm. I mean, he mm-hmm. wasn't as consistent, but you saw flashes and saw things that he could do. So maybe yeah. that you and know, uh, they could do uh, something. Don't forget uh, Kyle Kuzma as well. Kyle Kuzma is also there. Yes. Um, with my next pick, I'm going with this guy because it's a big market, and if he does anything to get that team to any success, he will be an All Star. I am going with mm. the Knicks' newest player, yeah, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, good pick. Um, good pick. 
I don't see the Knicks making a whole lot of noise. Obviously, if they are going to do it, it'd be this year. I think the issue more so is Julius Randle. Um, they're going to have to find some way to motivate Julius Randle to get him back to how he was playing the year he won most improved. Because otherwise, you, you, you're not getting to the playoffs with Jalen Brunson by himself. You're not. No. Like they need um, they need Julius Randle to show up and be the Julius Randle of two years ago. I know. Um it, it it has to be I think it's going to be a lot of emphasis is going to put on be put on Jalen Brunson. Like it mm-hmm. is. It is just, just because he's the newest signing, um, hundred million plus contract, he got something to prove, really yeah. showed his ass in the playoffs that would which really gave him that contract. It's crazy that the Mavericks did not think he was worth the original contract. Um, which was like fifty million over like four years, yeah. and he just went out there. He bet on himself. Actually, he didn't even bet on himself. The Mavericks forced him to bet on himself, <laughs> and here he right. is with a hundred right. million, hundred million dollar contract. And you know he's playing for the Knicks, and the Knicks have a, a, a okay squad. Um, Julius mm-hmm. Randle could could you know do something, but I don't expect him to. Um, and and uh, yeah, I think they just is a nice squad. What's okay. your next pick? My next pick, one more, is it one more or two more? Two more, two more. All-star potential. Two more. two more, right? Yeah. Okay. So, this is tough. Come on. But with my next all-star potential pick, I'm actually going to take, are you ready for this? Uh, I feel like it's going to happen. I'm going to die on the inside. I'm going to take Tobias Harris. Oh, that is not where I thought you were going to go. No. Tobias sure. Harris. Ah. So, so wait, let hold me up, explain. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Hold up, Because, because let's just, just keep it on the same level then, okay? With my next pick, I'm taking Tyrese Maxey, and they're on the ah, same team. Ah, they are, they are. So, so let's talk about them together in unison. So the reason why I chose Tobias Harris is because – I think a lot of people expected Tobias to step up offensively, right? Yes. In the past. The main reason why he hasn't is because, A, there's been a ball-dominant guard, and, B, he's been asked to do a lot defensively as well. Now, having P.J. Tucker, Tobias is going to have the ability to switch back and forth between the four and the three, depending on his matchup offensively. So I think he's going to have a lot more opportunity to score. And I think he's just going to have more opportunity on the floor by himself without James or uh, Joel on the floor with him. I think we're going to see a lot of matchups, small ball matchups of Tobias, PJ, maybe Paul Reed, and who knows, maybe maybe uh, Daniel House and Tyrese. Mm-hmm. Or just like matchups where because they've now so so loaded up in the in the starting lineup with having PJ Tucker, we might get to see lineups with Tobias just on the floor by himself uh, as the main scorer. My pushback to that and how I'm going to get my guy to the All Star team is because Tyrese Maxey is, is is the wave right now. He is the wave. He is yeah. Philly's son. We've adopted him. We love him. Okay. Sure. So yes. if if there if there's going to be any push for any player, it's going to be the hot new guy. 
Okay. That's true, but you you got to remember how the all-star voting works. Fan vote accounts for a lot, but the player and coach vote also accounts for a lot. And Tobias is a very well-liked guy within the league. And I think the only thing holding him back from being an all-star, honestly, in the previous years was just that there were too many other guys with comparable or slightly better numbers than him. All right, so this is going to be my last argument, then you probably can come back at me or we can move on. Tyrese Maxey is going to take another step. I feel like this year Tyrese Maxey is going to take another step, and Tobias is what he is. That's why I chose Tyrese because I know I, I know Tyrese is going to, going to want to. He's a dog. He's in summer. The the fucking pro ams fucking shit up. Like I know he's going to take that step. He's working hard. He's doing all that. Not saying Tobias isn't, but he's younger and he's already shown growth in a big way in just his second year. Tobias yeah. is what he is. That means I think that they're going to give Tyrese the ball more than they would they would defer to Tobias unless there is like a situation where Tobias has an advantage. Well, I think there are going to be a lot of those situations because of his skill set and size. And I also think you got to remember, too, if James Harden's been working the way that people say he has, he's going to be doing a lot more scoring as well. Yes. So between him and, uh, you know, like uh, Joel, they're going to take care of the bulk of the scoring. Really, Tyrese and Tobias are competing for that third scorer spot, which very well could be Tyrese. It could be it could be Tobias as well, just because now guys are going to key in on Tyrese. They, he's not a secret anymore. He's not just like a root, a fluke, you know, yeah. young guy who's just really quick. Like they're going to be sending like really good defenders at him now. Is it going? Do you think it, this year could potentially be like a Tyler Hero effect, where like you burst on the scene, but now we know what you could do? I don't think so. I, I think he'll be probably as good as he was last year at the very least. Um, but I don't think it'll be a Tyler hero thing. The difference, the main difference, honestly, is just the, like what I see from Tyrese, as far as what the kind of work he puts in, in the off season uh, on his off days, like he said, he's doing like two workouts or three workouts a day, two workouts before noon. And you, and you heard the, uh, did you listen to the doc rivers interview with uh, Vince Carter? I didn't hear the whole thing. I heard the portion about Ben. Okay. Um, but we're, of course, not going to talk about that. But not, I didn't hear all. the whole thing. Uh, so, basically, Doc Rivers told Tyrese he has to take a vacation. Tyre- Tyrese <laughs> kept calling Doc and Doc's son, who's also one of the development coaches on the Sixers team, going, what am I supposed to do? They're like, mm-hmm. you're on vacation, just chill. He was like, I can't. <laughs> like, he's yeah. like, I can't. Yeah. He's like, a yeah. week of this is not good enough for me. So yeah. he was like, Doc, Doc, he kept calling him, kept calling him, Yo, what I should do, what should I work on? And like, bro, just chill. And I love yeah. that. I love that. That is definitely Philly um, personified. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Sean, what, what is your next and final all-star potential player pick? Final all-star potential player. It's, it's tough because a lot of the guys that I was going to pick have made all-star teams, but it was like, like you said, injury reserve, made it on a technicality. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guy that I'm actually going to pick is a guy who I think is going to take a step forward this year, finished very, uh, finished very well last year, but it was his rookie season, so of course he wasn't making an all-star appearance that year. Ooh. So exactly you're taking. I'm going to take Kate Cunningham. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
That is a great pick. That's a great pick. He was actually my 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 next pick. But uh, listen, <laughs> I I he was my he was keyword was, but I deferred to this next guy. Talk about why okay. you think Kate is going to be an all star this year. I think Kate is going to be an all star this year because number one, he's getting a lot of help coming in. Um, Jalen Duran and Jaden Ivy or Jaden Ivy and Jalen Duran uh, coming in Sadiq, as rookies. I think they're going to be. Yep, Sadiq Bay is gonna I think gonna take another step. Probably not a huge one because he's already a really good three and D player, but I think he's gonna expand his offensive game a little. And just having more help, having a having a year under his belt already of experience, having that confidence, being able to come in, know what the offense is, know what you're doing, know the lifestyle, what you need to do and when. Yeah, just settling there. into yeah. yeah, settling into the NBA life and you know, his his life with the Detroit Pistons. And then uh, in addition to that, having the added help of two other really, really, you know, good young players coming in. That is that is, that is Kate. Kate. Kate is definitely going to be one of those guys. Um, they gave it to LaMelo, and LaMelo team was god-awful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he could make it. I don't think – I don't expect them to win more games. I definitely expect them to be more competitive. Yeah. Um, they beat us last year. You know what I'm saying? He was fully healthy. Yeah. So, they have some fight yeah. in them. Um, my next pick. Oh yeah, I'm about to. You're 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 going to regret that K pick after I say I this guy. After I okay. say this guy, go ahead. Going into last season, they shocked the world. But okay. their second guy is injured going to the season, so I expect this guy to take a gigantic step, and I think they will get two all stars. This guy is Desmond Bain. Oh, uh, okay. Desmond Bain. Okay. What can I say, bro? They were out. They were, were out uh, without John Morant for what? I think it was twenty-seven games, and there were like twenty-three. I think twenty-two, and there were like I want to say eighteen and four. Oh no, no, no! I'm sorry. No, uh, uh, it was. It might have been twenty-seven games because I think they were they were twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah. And four or twenty but, twenty. 22 and 4, yeah. That's unheard of. You're missing your best player by far. 26 games. You're missing your best player by far, and there's no drop-off. First off, shout-out yeah. to Taylor Jenkins because he did a fucking hell of a job. And if, yeah. he, re- if he replicates that this year, he's going to be coach of the year. Like, they, they, like yeah. there's, there's, there's no way in how you, you can win that many games. Like, with, 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 when, we, when we play without Joel, it's like, fuck, bro. Mark that as a L. Like, that, right. that's literally how we think. But the to the fact that you were in some cases better without him than when he was on the floor because y'all I think they went on the three game losing streak once he came back and and I think I think I think Desmond Bain will will has has great potential to be an All Star this year because I think Memphis will be another another time a top three seed or top four seed and I think that they will get two All Stars and I think Desmond Bain will be one of them or at least as an injury replacement. Okay. I'm not I'm not regretting my Cade pick, but that is a very, very good pick. That is a very good pick. Um damn. That is a very good pick. So so you get your, your uh your first rotational player. Uh could be a rotational starter, but you do okay. lose some benefits for picking a uh a bench player or a rotational player. So there there's plus Perks for both, but okay, you know. So, 
For my uh, first bench player. Are we going to go 10? Are we going to go five bench players? Five rotation players? Well, how many players do we want to have on the total roster? 15? 10. We have five. 10 total? Yeah, five. we already got five, so might as well do another five. Well, no, because we need our oh, – oh, oh, so the five of the five rotational players, two of them have to be rookies. Or two yeah. of them can be rookies. Two, at least one has to be rookie. Okay, got it. Okay. So for my first uh, rotational player who is mm, – well, no, now that I think about it, he might be a starter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter? It just can't be uh, – all. He does, does he have all-star potential? Then rotation. Okay. I'm going to go with a teammate of Kate Cunningham's, who was not a top five pick. He was very close, though, and that is Jalen Duran. Jalen Duran, okay. Yes. I think Jalen Duran at the power forward slash center position for Sean's the Detroit Pistons. Pick? Yes, that is that is one of my rookie picks. Oh, you're taking two. You're going to use the, the both of them. I think I am. Okay. Um, I think I am. My... And since you're going your rookie pick, I might as well go with my rookie pick. And that guy is going to get a lot of time to play. And I'm going Tari Eason. Okay. Tari Eason. I would go EJ Liddell, but be, you know, what the fuck happened. Yeah. Yeah. Tari Eason is my rookie pick. Okay. All right. Not not bad. <laughs> I just downplayed my teeth like this. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm thinking. All right. So for my next rotational player, uh, I'm going to go with someone who is new to their team. Had a role on his last team, but now will probably have an expanded role. Perhaps the primary backup point guard role. Pretty young, very athletic. Oh my god, I know who you're going to draft. I know how you're going to draft. Just I'm going to go with uh, Anthony Melton. Cool, cool, <laughs> cool, right? That's very cool, man. Um, yeah, you you weren't going to pick him, right? No, I wasn't because I was going to go okay. with this guy who's a six man of the year candidate, and I was going to go Jordan Clarkson because he played Jordan less. Clarkson, okay, he played less than 25 games last year, so okay. you know he's going to give me some points. I'm going Jordan yeah. Clarkson. Not bad, not bad. I mean, you know, depending on who these uh, because you said it does not matter where Jordan Clarkson is going. He's a six man. He's going to come off the bench. So, okay, okay, all right. So no matter who he gets traded to, you know, I know there's some Laker rumors, but uh, I think I think Jordan Clarkson is going to be very suitable for my team. All right. <sighs> it's not bad. Not a bad pick at all. I got fucking coughed off D'Anthony Mel. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you just say you got to cross him off? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, he literally was number two. <laughs> number two. Oh, uh, I was going to say, I, th- I felt like you would pick him, but I guess oh, I was oh, wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um. You know what? I'm feeling a little... I don't know. I'm feeling a little risky here because there's a guy out in Memphis who's injured. 
Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr. is not a rookie. No, he's not, but he's but out. He's not, he's not going to have time to be an all-star, so. True. Yeah, you're right. But he's going to be out for so long, and I'm thinking somebody's got to come and replace him, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, you're going after a backup. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, gosh, should I pick him? Come on, you already gave me the Yeah, I'll, I'll pick him. I'll pick him. I'm taking Kenny. Kenny Lofton? Yep. That is your second rookie. Yep, that's my so second rookie. So you have rookie. two more rotation players, right? Yep. So I'm going to need some defense. Wait, no, 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 no. No, I have, um. Yeah. I have, uh. How many are we picking? Five, right? Five, yeah. You pick oh, okay, two, okay. So, yeah, two I have two more. I have two more. So you have two more. Okay. Yep, I'm going with yep. some defense. And uh, like okay. I told you, you get points for defense. Okay. All defensive team. I'm going okay. with the top of the top. I'm going with Marcus Smart. All right. Not bad. Marcus Smart. Welcome to the team. Okay. Okay. So I we both have two more. Well, I'm going to go offense. Okay, go offense then. I'm going to take a guy who's not a rookie. He's been in the league for a while. He's one of the best at what he does. Percentage-wise, he might be the best at what he does. Fuck! <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. I know you're going. You're taking Seth Curry. I, You know what? I was going to take Seth Curry. I really was. But now I'm taking Jordan Poole. Oh! Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's a good that's a good pickup. That's a good pickup. I have two more picks. I honestly switched because you guessed it. I know. Because, like, once <laughs> you said he's the best at what he does and he's a rotation player, that doesn't correlate to anybody but uh, Seth Curry. That literally yeah. does not correlate to being one but of the I best. But then I thought about it. I was like, yeah, not, give yeah. me Jordan Poole. That's a good pick. That's a great pick. Yeah. Um, so I got honestly, one more, right? I honestly had him on my, my uh, all-star thing. Oh, all star potential. Yeah, I actually did have them on my all star potential, but you know they're three three all stars. Probably going to be the same ones every year. Wiggins exactly. really slipped in there, and I think Clay's yep. going to be back next year. So yes, and uh, this guy is going to be coming off the bench. Okay, he is a bench player. He's not a rotational player. He's not a starter, but this team got him to do one thing, and that is to rebound. I am drafting mm-hmm. Andre Drummond Yeah, from the Chicago cool. Bulls. They need some rebounding. I think he can do it. I think he can average 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 rebounds off the bench. I'm going Andre Drummond. Okay. Sean, just to more, remind right? you that you can get points for all defensive team. Yeah, I know. I know. I got one more pick, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's it, Well, you know, because you said all defensive team. I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> You're so predictable, man. Who who do you think I'm taking? You're taking no. You say it because if you don't, I am. <laughs> okay, I'm taking one of the better defensive point guards in the league, who's pretty young, was on a pretty good team that was started off really hot last year, but they had some injury issues and some COVID issues, but he's back. He should be back this year. 
You know what I'm thinking? No, I don't. You said point guard. No? And it threw me off. Okay. I'm taking Lonzo Ball. Ooh. Is he going to play this year, though? I'm pretty sure he is. Okay. At yeah. least enough, enough games. He probably, he might not start the season, but I do, I do believe he is going to play this year. Okay. Um, uh, with my final pick in this amazing draft class that I have assembled, I'm trying to stall so I can think because I have like a couple guys I could go with. Um, but I have made up my mind. No, I haven't. But um, <laughs> I think I'm a I'm a double down on defense. Okay. And I'm going Matisse Thybul. Not bad. Marcus Smart, Matisse Thybul. That's for sure to give me some offensive, some defensive uh, points. Not bad. I think that's a good pick. Should we do extra points if they are the top? Five in like a category. Okay. Or do you? Well, top you ten, said top, top five ten, in top season ten. in a season award is extra points, right? Top th- uh, a finalist, top three in the season award. Oh, okay, finalist. Or, okay. Yeah. In a season award, so like rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, MVP. Yeah. Um, I doubt that we we drafted any MVPs. Okay. <laughs> I just doubt we did it. So, so for a category, you mean like all defensive first team or something like that? I mean like uh top top ten in steals, top ten in rebounds. Top oh 10 no. In, oh okay. Nah, that's gonna make it too complicated. Yeah, it is. All right. Um, yeah. So my team is once again it is Brandon Ingram, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Maxey, Desmond Bain. Jalen Brunson, uh, Jordan Clarkson, Andre Drummond, Matisse Thybul, Marcus Smart, and Tari Eason. Mm-hmm. Your team, Sean? My team is, I didn't write it down, but I can remember it. Uh, my team is DeJounte Murray, Jamal Murray, Chris Stapps Porzingis, Cade Cunningham, uh, Jalen Duran. Ooh, who else did I pick? Lonzo Ball. Anthony Melton. Write this down, Sean. I don't want right. to write this down. I can remember them. I just don't. I'm just write, in my head. I'm trying it, to put it, it in down. order. You write it down. Just write it. Just write I actually it was typing it in my phone, and then my phone died. Yeah, my see phone. Is, uh, literally, my phone is on my charging pad as we speak. Like I couldn't even lift it up. I had to just scroll. So this. Yeah, wireless. Can I list to you the other? The, uh, yeah. Oh, this must be nice. I'm gonna list to you the other guys I had. Um, for my all-star ballot, I had also, I had Fred Van Vliet and I had LaMelo Ball. Because I felt like LaMelo Ball is going to be opened up this year, no Miles Bridges. He's going to be able to do more things. He's going to be expected to score more. Um, mm-hmm. Fred Van Vliet, I think, is a real sturdy all-star potential player, borderline, can get there. I think the Raptors are going to be good this year. Um, for my all-star potential guys, um... A guy I didn't get to go with, that was C.J. McConnell. C.J. McCollum. Um, I had Jaron Jackson Jr. up here, but I crossed his name out because he wouldn't be able to be an actual, an actual, uh, a, a real actual all-star because he wouldn't probably play enough games. 
And then when he comes back from his injury, they're probably going to put him on, like, you know, the minutes restriction, you know, not sitting out back-to-backs and stuff like that. Um, then I had Shea Gil- Gillis. Gil- 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 Shea. I had Shea. I had Shea. <laughs> I literally put Shea because I couldn't fucking say the name, and I'd try it anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, another guy I had was Tyler Hero. That you didn't pick? Yeah, I didn't pick for uh, All-Star Potential. And then oh, okay. to wrap it up, I put R.J. Barrett. Okay. Him, As rotation. All-Star Potential. Yeah. So, also, my these are my rotational players uh, that I didn't choose. Uh, Terry Rozier, Steven Adams, Kevin Love, and that is it. Those are, those are my guys. Those are my guys that I went with. Actually, why are you doing that? I can set up this next portion. I actually, I'm missing one player. DeJounte Murray, Jamal Murray, Chris Porzingis, Tobias Harris, DeAnthony Melton, Jalen Duran, Lonzo Ball, Tobias Harris. I mean, uh, Jesus. Uh, Kenny, Kenny Lofton. And there's one player that I'm missing that I drafted that I cannot remember. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. Yes, yeah. there we go. That was Jordan Poole, yeah. Because I, I, I had to think about, because you changed your answer. That's probably why you forgot. Yeah, yeah, it was gonna be Seth, and I changed it to Jordan Poole. Okay. Not a bad squad, not a bad squad, not a bad squad. I think we both did a good job. We both yeah. did a good job. I feel like I went for more of the names. Um, I think I did. I was looking more so at situational guys who are either in new situations or are coming back because from injury. If we're, if we're going for defensive points, Matisse Thybul and Marcus Smart are damn near. Fucking for, uh, sure things. Uh, yeah, absolutely. They're damn near sure things. So that's 60 points right there. But at the same time, I mean, Chris Porzingis is pretty good defensively when he's healthy. Yeah, but I doubt that. Like, I think reputation now is that he's not a a, a, a good defender. So it's gonna, probably going to be yeah. hard for them to just, oh, yeah. We always thought you were a terrible defender, and now you're not. It's yeah. You know what it is. You went for more defense. I went for more offense. Yeah. I mean, like I, mean, I have guys who are good defenders, but I have a lot of scorers and just know, guys who generally have the ball in their hands a lot. I almost fucking selected George Niang for one of my rotation players. I mean, because he averaged nine points last year. It's not a terrible pick. It's but. definitely not a terrible pick. It's just now having PJ. Yeah, that's kind of thing it. Kind of throws a throws a wrench in that. Yeah, because you're not. I mean, if you want to go small ball and have George at the backup five, like have a have a lineup of George, PJ, Tobias, Tyrese, and I don't know Daniel House or. Anthony Melton or James Harden, like that's a pretty good shooting lineup. Yeah. So this next and, part. Oh, keep, keep, oh, go ahead, on, go ahead. Keep on, keep on. No, I was gonna say it's a pretty good shooting lineup, and on top of that, George is still he, he's not super tall, but he does have a he's he's big enough he's that he thick. can still guard fives. Yeah. He dummy thick. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't gonna put it like that, but. All right, so this next part is the game uh, that I want to play. So basketball reference, basketball reference, as a lot of NBA fans know, gives a lot Mm -hmm. of stats, gives a lot of details, but they're also doing predictions um, this year. So 
we what what we are going to do we're going to put some random names uh pull some random names have a wheel where i put all the names in um don't know okay. why i did this because down there's an nba generator that i can just type shit into and then it happens so i feel like i wasted a lot of time um Probably did. The, yeah i did uh so how many players do, do you want to do like you know what i'm saying we can make this we are currently at 40 minutes we don't have to make this podcast that long today not that much people got things to do you know right so how many guys do you want to do for predictions yeah let's do five i just realized how i just said how many guys do you want to do that yeah, I had to specify. It's like we're making predictions. Predictions? Huh? Yeah. Predictions? So yeah. we're gonna generate five different guys. Okay. Oh no, I don't like these guys. <laughs> <laughs> because like they gave me guys who were fucking, you know The guys the guys they gave you were fucking? Yeah. They always oh. are. Oh. <laughs> and not you, and that's why you're upset. Of course. <laughs> okay. All right. You, you, you said it, it, dude. You, you <laughs> I didn't expect it. you to go with it. <laughs> of course I am. Come on. All right, it's you're right. You're right. It's literally Marquise. I like. I want to get the right five guys. <laughs> the right five. The right five. <laughs> we need guys. some. Need some thick. Yeah. We just got need some good. long. We need uh, some length over here. Yeah. Not <laughs> even some ju- guys. Not some even length. just that. Okay. That. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> No, I need guys that are also currently in the NBA. I I deleted my will, so now oh, to... it's giving you guys from the past. Yeah. Oh no! All right, so maybe we should go more because then we have a better chance of getting somebody who's relevant. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, we might have to. Who the fuck are you, dude? <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? Who are you, people? I got the White Howard in a Sixer jersey. This is just oh is, gosh, yeah, <laughs> prediction. Yes, gone, <laughs> gone, not signed, not um, signed. Okay, so I'll just I'll just choose a couple from this list and then we'll do it. Okay, all right. We'll, okay, okay. So our first player is Sadiq Bay, right? So okay. what we're gonna do? We're gonna see the prediction. That they have, and then we're gonna see if it's right. Is it wrong? What would we change about it? And um, so first, first uh, prediction is Sadiq Bay. Basketball okay. Reference has him averaging. I have to go to where the points. Seventeen points. Seventeen points. Forty-one percent from the field goal. Thirty-six percent from three. Um, mm. Three assists. Six rebounds. Is that seeable from Sadiq Bay? I think it is. However, I think if the, I think the points might be a little bit lower and the percentage is a little bit higher. Okay. Be um, I think, more. yeah, I think what they're probably accounting for is him just taking more shots. But yeah. which, that which typically would would make good. sense because he's going into another year of his career. But I think the addition of Jaden Ivy, now, and they still have Killian Hayes. I think now things are probably primed for Sadiq to be a little bit more of just a three and D guy. I don't think he's going to be doing as much off the dribble or with the ball in his hands. So I think the number of shots probably won't increase. Um, His percentages probably will, 
but I don't think he's going to be taking that many more shots, honestly. I think so. I think the percentages, I think 36% from three is a little low. I think it'll be probably closer to like 37 and a half, 38. Definitely, but only on like three and a half attempts per game. That is definitely off because he, for the last two years of his career, shot 45% from three, right? Which is, but he's only been he's only been attempting like how many per game. Why didn't we? Why didn't we trade Ben Simmons for? Okay, we we got James Harden, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Dude is shooting forty five. I did suggest that though. I do want to point that out. I did suggest that. All right, so somebody's going to try to trade for this guy. Like you, you probably you you have to go. He is a Villanova guy, so he is naturally older. Yeah. Um. Oh, he's twenty three. He's not that old. He's not that old. Not that old. And he's and he's entering the third year of his career. Yeah. So that's he's one year off of the yeah. You know the field thing. Duda shooting forty five percent from three on six attempts, and he's six seven, and he has defensive prowess. That right there is today's NBA. Like that is yep. legit today's NBA. A wing that could defend and shoot threes at a high rate. He's also one year older than me. That is crazy. Yeah. And I I'm, think his percentages will be higher, but I think the number of shot attempts per game will be lower which is probably why he won't – I don't think he'll be averaging close to 20 points. I think he'll be – like 17 is fine because of, you know, his percentages, but I, I don't think I don't think his number of shots increases. Okay. I think it stays the same or if, if not decreases. Our next player – see, this, this is kind of what makes me nervous about this because this could be a prediction based off of Kawhi and Paul George not being there. Um, for that this mm. season prior, so our next okay. player is Norman Powell. Um, basketball mm, right. basketball reference has him averaging twenty points, um, shooting roughly roughly forty one percent from three, um, forty six from the field, forty percent, forty six percent from the field, um, with uh, we have four rebounds, two assists. Yeah, no. I think that prediction is definitely based off of Kawhi and Paul not really, not really playing with him yeah. a whole lot. Uh, I think with the addition of Kawhi and Paul and John Wall, Norman Powell is not seeing the floor enough to even shoot. See, to, I don't, to score I don't, twenty points a game. I don't necessarily say, see would say he's not going to see the floor enough. I would say, I mean, if anything, if he averages twenty, maybe let's say seventeen ish. 16, 17, it's because they're going to find him in a corner. Like, Paul George is an approved playmaker. Kawhi can but play who? Make. Who is? Think about it. They He's not starting. You don't think Norman Powell is starting? No. John Wall, Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. I'll bring Reggie off the bench. You would bring Reggie off the bench instead would, of Norman? I would bring Reggie off the bench. Because think okay. about it. Think about it. You would bring Markeith off the bench, too. Reggie, Markeith. Marcus, I'm sorry. I because, don't know. Because I think look, Reggie's a better player. Think about it. John, and John Wall is not even a solidified starter yet. So it might be Reggie, Norman Powell, John Wall off the bench. So, mm. you know what I'm saying? So, like, John Wall is not even, he doesn't even have the starting spot yet. There's going to be a but competition. See, I think that's even more proof that this prediction isn't really based off of their current situation because yeah. – we still don't know if Norman Powell, number one, is if, if he's even a starter, and number two, who he's starting with. 
because yeah. we don't know if he's going to be starting with Reggie or with John. Because if he's starting with John, he's not. If he's starting with, if you got John Wall, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard in the starting lineup together, whoever else is out there is not See, putting up a whole lot of shots. Yeah, I, I like that. I like, I, I, I respect that right there. And, and I will also say maybe you do bring Norm off the bench and have somebody more like Luke Kennard out there. Because, the two, yeah. yeah, then the spark plug of Norman Powell off the bench. And Norman Powell probably would average, like, I want to say 18 points, 17 points off the bench as a six-man. Like, he could do that. Yeah. Um, and I think that balances the talent out a little bit more. Because you can put Luke in the starting lineup and have him literally just be a shooter. Yeah, like, you could have Whereas a lineup of John Wall, uh, Luke Kennard, Paul George, Kawhi, or Kawhi, Paul, Paul George, because Paul George played a lot of four last year. Yeah, um, and Zubac. And then your bench unit can be a lot of just switchable rotation. Guy. Like, you got Reggie, Norman. You still got Marcus Morris. You still got Terrence Mann. Like, you know, you, you got guys who – Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure they still have uh, – even though he's not he's not what he once was. But there's uh, Serge Ibaka, right? No, Serge Ibaka is on the books. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. They yes. traded, right, they right, traded right. Uh, for him. Yes. Yep. He, was in, he was part of that uh, Dante DiVincenzo trade, that three-team yeah. trade. But they have enough bench players that they don't necessarily – they're not, like, hurting for a six-man or whatever. No. Like, they have a full bench unit But I think he of would guys be who, can, the, who could be starters on a lot of other teams. The most consistent out of those guys. I think who? he would – Norman Powell would be the most consistent out of those bench players. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. I mean, that's what you want in a six man. So one of the other players that were that is up here is Trey Burke, and I'm scared to check how much points they say they think Trey Burke is going to average, because where's Trey Rockets Burke right now? now? He's on the Rockets. Now. Rockets. Okay. He was part of that just like salary dump for uh, Christian yeah. Wood. Yeah. Like I'm kind of scared. They probably like he's averaging 35 points. Like he's going to average. Oh God, no! All the points in the world because he's playing for the Rockets. No, that's not happening. Not when they have. Still have Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., and now adding Jabari Smith. Oh. Okay, they have Trey Burks averaging 17 points a game. Not going to happen. Wait, um, Trey Burke. Trey Burke, I'm sorry. You always get him and Alec mixed up. I don't. We I, had They were both on the Sixers at the same time at one point. So. They weren't? weren't? No. I thought they were. They released Trey Burke. To make that trade, oh Cause right, because it wasn't just Alec Burks that came over; it was Glenn Robinson. Yeah, it was the uh, Glenn Robinson too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he didn't. They didn't play together, but they did play together. Ironically, they did play together in Utah. Right. They both the Burks, the Burks brothers. They, they don't spell it the same at all. But one is actually Burke. I keep adding S. I don't know why. Yeah. I Doris Burke. I, I don't know. I'm just and I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. I don't know what Doris has to do. Oh, okay. Last name. That's it. Got it. Um, no, it's literally how I'm gonna keep. I'm not, I'm gonna stop saying the S on the on his name. So they have him averaging. Oh, okay. Uh, sixteen point seven points, shooting thirty four percent from three, forty percent from the field. Um, what about minutes? Do they say minutes per game? Minutes. They do not. Okay. Because I wonder if they're expecting him to start. I mean. For a team like this, this is seeable, even if you came off the bench, because he would be the 
one of the more consistent options. Other than, yeah. like, what we saw from Jalen Green, we saw a little bit later that, you know, he pulled it together. Um, obviously, you have Jabari Smith Jr. now. Um, Alfred Singloon, um, you know, Jaden, J- what's his name, Jaden Tate? I think it is. Tayshawn Tate? I don't know. Fuck, no. Tate guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tate guy. And you know, have a whole bunch of other young, Tari Eason, um, a whole bunch of other young guys. Mm-hmm. He would probably be the most consistent out of all of them. And we're talking about Trey Burks. Trey Burks. Yeah. Trey Burke. Trey Burke. Uh, so, um, this is something that possibly could happen. I would see more of the 11-10 range because I don't think he would get that many minutes. Um, and even if he did perform that well, I think they would trade him. Yeah, of course. They would definitely trade him, get a couple second rounds, maybe even the late protected pick or something like that, late protected first or something like that. Um, it's tough because Trey, Trey is a really good player, but it seems like the teams that need him – for whatever reason, don't hold on to him. They don't use him right. Yeah, like I mean, when Dallas we had did, him, Dallas did use him right. Dallas did but for a while. Got, New York it, did, but Jalen Brunson emerged. Um, Spencer Dilly, yeah. Then Willie got there, so it was like there was no point of him playing that much. Right. Like Trey, like the way we used him when he actually got time was smart. Right. But he didn't get that many, that much time for, with us for some reason. Even though the team, the like. The fans brought into Trey Burke. Being oh, a, yeah. A legit six man, you know, AI was, he showing was up with Yeah, he, jersey, people like, people saw like a little AI in him. Yeah. Um, not that athletic, but you know no, in no. terms of shiftiness, getting to the Size. Rim, yeah. You know, the he we saw Braids. that. We were like totally behind him, you know, and then once we release him, literally his dad was petitioning like wearing shirts like free my son or some shit like that. And then yeah. he, he gets waved, signed back with the Mavericks. It hit seven threes. Like, immediately hit seven threes. And Even when he was with the Knicks, it, w- it seemed like he had sort of found a home. But for whatever reason, it just didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, the Knicks didn't know what they were doing as well. So Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, the teams that really need him or can use him or use him well, for whatever reason, they don't hold on to him. Yep. You tuned into a podcast, and we talked about Trey Burks for four minutes. That yeah. is <laughs> that is the beauty right. of this podcast. Let's generate. Some Wait, I thought we were talking about Trey Burke. Fuck you. I'm trying. <laughs> Ooh, I want to see this. I want to see this. We have Who Kyle Anderson. Okay. Is he still in Memphis? No. No. He is no, now he's not. signed with the Timberwolves. They have him averaging. That. Is he going to be a starter? He might be a starter. Because they traded him. the Timberwolves? He might be Yeah, better. you're right. So they have him averaging 14 points a game. Whoa. Yeah. I don't think that's happening. 14 points. I think he's going to average double digits. Not 14, though. I don't think 14. I think he's more 12, 11. Yeah. Ish. There's there's simply not enough shots to go around. But it's it's closer for... than um fucking, what, what, what was it? The guy. Uh Trey Burke. <laughs> I don't even want to say his it, name. Yeah. It's closer. It's yeah. closer. And he can score. Um, shooting 45% yeah. from the field, 34% from three. Um, averaging eight rebounds and four assists. Uh, is he going to average eight rebounds with uh, Rudy Gobert there? Maybe not. Mm, but then... Nah. Uh, Rudy, not, not, not even just Rudy Gobert, but Rudy Cat. Gobert next to Cat. Yeah. So I would say that more. Take that down three. Yeah. Five rebounds. So 11.5 rebounds. The three-point percentage seems a little high for Kyle Anderson. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. Um, he shot 
Oh shit, never mind. Maybe maybe it's not. Oh no, yeah. 30, 33%, 32-ish. 34 seems like a lot. He's more of a mid-range guy. Slow-mo, yeah. who's literally, his literal fucking name is Slow-mo. Um, it's, it's weird because Kyle Anderson, when he was on the Spurs, I thought it was the perfect situation because his game honestly kind of reminds me a little bit of Boris Diaw. Yeah. Where he's like... Not crazy athletic. But he's not crazy athletic, but he does have pretty good he handle and he's, shot for yeah. his size. He is and six, passing seven, ability for his size. Six, seven, six, eight, six. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, yeah. He definitely for his size. He's six nine. I didn't even know yeah. that. Yeah, Nobody for his size, seven, his yeah. handle and his passing ability is actually really, really good. Kyle Anderson. I always look at him and I go, he's going to be a sixer one day. Like <laughs> he's just going to be. I just always thought. I always looked at him and was like, some, some way how somehow he's going to be a sixer. He's not. For as long as we have a guy who's just like him in George Niang. Yeah. Physically. George, George Niang is better in the sense of shooting. Yes. But physically, yeah. as far as what they can and cannot do physically, they're pretty much the same. They're both kind of taller guys, but that are a little bit heavy set, not particularly athletic, not very fast. Um, But... They just know how to use their their body. Our next player. Pause. Our next player is Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Ooh. Wiggins. NBA champion Andrew Wiggins. All-star Almost finals starter. MVP. Yes. Andrew Wiggins. Almost finals MVP. If you would have told me this shit yet last year. Or the year nah. coming into it, I'm like, bro, you're fucking high. What meth are you using? Let me have some. Like that. That mm-hmm. is what I would say to you. Yeah. Like, but all the fact that everything we just said was all true, and I couldn't be happier for a guy. Like, I could not be happier for him. Talk shit yeah. about he was a bust, but he wasn't a bust because he was actually good. It's like you know, exactly. He finds a fit. He has a role. They're talking contracts, contract extensions now. He deserves to be happy right now in this moment. So, congratulations, Andrew Wiggins. I think Andrew Wiggins, I think this year has been a little bit of vindication for him because for so long, people looked at him as a bust because the team wasn't winning. And now people are starting to realize, like, oh, you know what? That's a Timberwolves issue. Yeah. That was never, a, it was never an Andrew Wiggins issue because there was a point in time when people thought Cat was like, they thought he was the next greatest player ever. Like there was a point in time when NBA GMs thought, you know, if you were starting a franchise team, yeah. tomorrow, you build around Carl Anthony build Towns, over and they Giannis. still had like, over Giannis, over LeBron. Yeah. The the main reason over LeBron was just because of his age. They're like he's this good, this young, but now because the Timberwolves still have yet to win shit, and we saw them celebrating a play-in victory like it was the NBA Finals people are now starting to realize, like, you know what? It's probably a franchise issue, not a talent issue. I would argue, I would argue Andrew Wiggins was and is still just every bit as talented as Carl Anthony Towns is. Mm. If not more, because the biggest issue with Cat is not necessarily talent. It's more so of a, of a mental, mental thing where he's, he seems to believe higher in himself than he has actually proven and i don't know if i've ever seen him actually put in the work to Carl become what he thinks he anthony is. towns is quoted to saying to be saying this year is championship or bust 
Carl Anthony Towns, please shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> please, sir, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. it is kind of a championship and bust for you, but there's no championship. So it's right. just bust. I, just and the up. thing is, I can totally respect you having that mindset if I had seen you, like, put in the type of work that someone like Anthony Edwards has already in just his first two years in the league. He was terrible Anthony Edwards playoffs. put the team on his back. Carly Towns is the two times we've seen him in the playoffs, he was terrible. Yes. He was terrible, double di- not even scoring double digit points. Even this year, so, he had better success, but hold on. Let me let me look at Cat before we go we're gonna go into But even then, Wiggins they stretch. they weren't going anywhere without Anthony Edwards. Carl Anthony Towns had bad games. D'Angelo Russell had bad games. D'Angelo Russell had one great game. Yes. But other than that, Cat and D'Lo were more or less no-shows. I want to see Cat's numbers in the playoffs. So, Andrew Wiggins, I can respect at the very least for being a little bit more reserved and I guess humble. Coming Understanding into- that, hey, you know what? I As great as I feel like I am, as great as I maybe have been, I haven't done anything yet, so let me shut up. Coming to the to playoffs, Cat was averaging twenty four and ten, shooting forty one percent from the field, fifty three percent, um, forty one percent from three, fifty two percent from the field. In the playoffs, he went down to twenty one point eight points, ten rebounds. He shot forty five percent from three. And then he shot under 50% from, from the field. field. So it did go down crazy, but it's like, it just seems like well, Towns is a guy. It didn't go down that much because he became a volume shooter. Yeah. Like, you don't get 21 points per game on 30 something percent from the field without missing a lot of shots. <laughs> like, you gotta you gotta miss a lot of shots. Let's let's go to It's like Russell Westbrook. Like remember those those games when Russell Westbrook was getting triple doubles, but he was shooting like twenty nine percent from the field. Like his final triple double of that year to give him to secure him that uh first triple double over a season thing, he yeah. had six points. Uh, uh no, he uh he had ten points, but it was like uh damn near under thirty percent. Yeah. I think it was like he took like, 50, he took like twenty shots. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm, you could say you could look at the at the scoring and be like, oh well, he didn't do that bad. But it's just like, look at how many shots it took him to get twenty one points. All right, so this is what we're gonna do. Twenty one point. This is Anthony Edwards, by the way. Mm-hmm. Twenty one points, thirty five percent, thirty five percent from three, forty four percent from the field in the playoffs. Twenty five points, fifty percent from the field. And forty percent from three. It went up. It went up. It went up. And and for Cat, what I'm not looking for, okay, because I don't think you're the best player. I don't. I'm saying it like I'm talking to him. I don't think he's the best player. I think it's Anthony Edwards. That's why I chose Anthony Edwards. He was he was the the first pick in my in my draft that wasn't an All Star. Um, I I think this is his time. This is his team. He needs to take over. He's a dog. He has that dog mentality. Um, that Cat does not have. Not saying that Cat yeah. needs it, but it's like Cat talks the talk, but he does not walk the walk. He does not at all. Cat, it 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 makes a lot of sense, and people might people might laugh at this. Some people might think I'm I'm being a little disrespectful here, 
But it, it makes a lot of sense why Cat and Ben Simmons are such good friends and Devin Booker and D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense why they are such good friends. Out of the three, out of the four of them, Devin Booker has technically had the most success because he scores 70 points in a game that they lost. He's made it to the finals once and lost, but that wasn't until Chris Paul got there. And he was the number one team. He was on, you know, one of the, on one, the number one team in the league last year. But again, prior to Chris Paul getting there, we saw what the Suns were doing, and it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. They showed a little heart in the bubble, winning eight straight, but that's not enough. Yeah. So when we talk about, like, ego and belief in yourself while having almost – not I won't say nothing, but, but while having very little to show for it, as far as winning goes, those four are kind of in a league of their own. And Patrick Beverly, I'll add. It's It's – Cat talks like he's a superstar. Cat talks like he's won a championship already. Yeah. He, ben Simmons he, talks. Ben, ben Simmons talks like he's a ten-year veteran. Yeah. Who's been the best defender in the league for eight of those years? Yeah. He literally. It. It. it and. It's Devin weird. Booker talks like he's the greatest scorer of all time. But he got he kind of got co-signed by Kobe, so I think. That's but a even bit then, more validated. But than even then, he anybody else would say. But even then, he had to almost take it back, because when the whole thing came out about him not wanting to be double teamed in practice, he had to make it clear, like, "Oh well, I'm not Kobe," because Kobe made it clear, like, if you double team me in practice, you need to send a third person. For you real. gotta send another one. You gotta send another one. When they cr- when they confronted De- Devin Booker about it. Not wanting to be doubled in practice, he said, "Well, you know, I'm not Kobe." Cause yeah, we know, uh, we know. I think Joe Kim Noah was there, and uh, yeah, he was like, "Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are. like exactly." So it's like you. I just, you, I just thought the, about this. Patrick Beverly is just a shorter Joe Kim Noah, but Joe Kim Noah was better. Yeah, and Joe Kim Noah's had a lot of had some injury issues. I mean, Pat kind of has as well, but he's not a big. Joakim Noah played against Joel Embiid. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, I know. He was a Nick. He's a Nick, and he was a Memphis Grizzly. Yep. Um, Joakim Noah has played against Joel Embiid and Kevin Garnett, and I believe Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. And uh, Elton Brand. <laughs> Elton Brand, man. Um, it's always Chris Bosh. Joakim Noah has played against some of the greatest bigs of all drafted, time. He was drafted in 2009, right? He was drafted the year uh, before uh, Derrick Rose. So 2008. No. Uh, that would be 2007. Derrick Rose was drafted in 2008. Oh, shit. Yeah. 2009 it. was Blake Griffin. That was the Steph Curry year. Yeah. Yeah. Blake Griffin, James Harden, Steph. Steph Curry. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Steph Curry. Just Steph Curry. <laughs> I mean, James was also Steph there. Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry. Okay. Steph Curry. You said what? 2009 was an Steph amazing Curry? draft. It was an amazing draft. It produced Steph Curry. Same I, think, <laughs> I think right now, uh, with the way we see it, 1983 and 1996 are 
sort of the consensus in 2003 are the consensus like best drafts of all time. I would argue 1996 is probably number one. 1983 is number two. 2003 is number three. I mean, 2011. But about who produced the most Hall of Famers? I think. Well, uh, 1996 produced four, I believe. Um, 1983 produced four. Three so far, but LeBron will be. 2003. No, three. Four, okay, four. They probably will produce four. For who? Melo and LeBron. Because the for two thousand three. Yeah, Dwayne is going. Melo, LeBron is already there. Melo, LeBron, D Wade, Chris Bosh. Yeah. Uh, Ninety six would be AI, Kobe, Nash, and probably Ray Allen. Yeah, Ray Allen is Hall of Famer. Yes. Yeah. And then nineteen eighty three, you know, Charles, Jordan, Hakeem, and Stockton. So, um, but you could argue that the that the next two would probably be 2009 and 2011. 2011, that was Kyrie, if I'm not mistaken. Kyrie, Kawhi, mm. Paul George. Mm. No, Paul George, 2010. You sure? Yes. Well, Kyrie, Kawhi, Clay. That's three. In 2011, and um. Wait, are you sure it wasn't? Are you sure Paul wasn't in there? Let me see. Let Paul me George, two thousand ten, because that was the same year as uh, they. Yeah, that was the same year. Because uh, Kawhi, Kawhi, him would have been teammates, but Kawhi, Paul George was in the league before Kawhi. Okay, so two thousand eleven was deep, but it wasn't as many. I mean, that's three Hall of Famers. Right? It wasn't two thousand eleven was deep with all stars, but not as many Hall of Famers. Kyrie. Kawhi and Clay, I would say, are three Hall of Famers. But then we also got Biz, uh, Brandon, uh, Jesus. <laughs> we got Kemba Walker. We got uh, Marcus and Markeith Morris. We got Nikola Vucevic. We got uh, Iman Shumpert, Tobias Harris. Uh, we got Reggie Jackson. We got Corey Joseph, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, that's the one I was thinking of Jimmy in 2011, Butler. not Paul George. Jimmy Butler. I don't think Jim Butler would be a first ballot. No, no, no. I mean, if he if they manage to win a championship and he can get a Finals MVP, I think he's in the conversation. Um, I don't think that's happening. I don't think so either. Not not anymore. I think their their window is kind of closed now. Because I'm like looking. Um, 2013 was probably the worst draft, but it produced one of the best players. Yeah. Um. 2011 was pretty deep. 2009 was really deep. I checked 2014, and out of 2014, it's only two potential Hall of Famers. Joel and Nicola, right? Yeah. It's crazy how the two best centers were drafted in the same draft. Right. Um, But, yeah, man, 2009, Blake Griffin, James Harden, Ricky Rubio, Steph Curry, uh, DeMar DeRozan, Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings, if he didn't get injured, bro, he'd have been so good. Dude draft 50 in his fucking first year. Yo, and that Bucks team, bro, if it wasn't for injuries. Uh Andrew Bogut. Uh Drew Holiday. Bucks? Drew Holiday, who else? Oh, Darren Collinson was alright. Taj Gibson was pretty good. He's a, you know, they're good role players. Mm. Man, I mean, I would definitely say between James Harden, 
Steph Curry. That's two Hall of Famers right there. Yes, for sure. Pennsylvania them right now. If they retire yeah. right now, they'll be Hall of Famers. Right. But then we also got guys who were multiple-time All-Stars. DeMar DeRozan. Like, there, there's some guy Like, even guys who have it. Like, Drew Holiday. Like, Drew Holiday's been... If you ask the players, he's been one of the best defensive guards in the league, if not the best defensive guard in the league, for like four or five years now. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, like, there's some guy, Ricky Rubio, Tariq Evans was really great before everything got fucked up. Blake Griffin. I don't know if Blake's a Hall of Famer. I think Blake will be a Hall of Famer, but he's not going to be first ballot. Okay. It's going to take him some while. Take, take him some time. Okay. Jeff Teague, all-star. Uh, Omri Caspi, pretty good role player. Taj Gibson, pretty good role player. Damari Carroll, pretty good role player. Tony Douglas, pretty good role player. Yeah, like they got – there's some guys in 2009. <laughs> oh, God, Jody Meeks. Patrick Beverly. All right. Danny Green, pretty good role player, like – 2000 Patty Mills 2009 was pretty 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 deep. Like so, I'm in the second round. We could also go by first ballot Hall of Famers too because like I'm looking at 2017 draft, right? 2017 mm-hmm. it's probably still too early to tell, but Jason Tatum looks like he's on that trajectory. Donovan um, Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell is more so going to follow that Jimmy Butler path where he's not first ballot, but he is going to be in yeah. there at some point. Bam out of bio has potential, but he's not even where Donovan Mitchell is right now, personally, in yep. my opinion. Um, going down a little bit. Jonah Bolden. Oh, my fucking God. Um, <laughs> I forgot um, he got drafted. Yeah, he got drafted by... I don't know school. why. Part of me was like, he's still at Duke. And I was like, oh, wait, no. He would he, be like a seventh-year senior. <laughs> he he was promised to the Sixers. Like, they promised him. They was like, don't work out with nobody else. We're going to draft you. That's the same thing that happened with Matisse Thibel. Yeah. Um, Oh wait, no, Jonah Bolden. I'm thinking about the other guy, the other Bolden, the one that was in the same uh, rookie class or same freshman class as uh, as Jason Tatum, I think, and um, Harry Giles. Was it Marcus Bolden? Yeah, Marcus Bolden or Marquise Bolden. No, it's Marcus. Because I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my god, we have the same name. And it's like, no. Yeah, but so he t- um. He ended up staying at Duke for a little for a while. Twenty sixteen. Ben Simmons, I don't think so. Um, I think it's kind of weird Brown, because nah. Ben Simmons hasn't had the same success as Kyrie Irving, where I feel like he could he could be compared to in terms of off the court shit might you know turn a lot of people off. So I don't think Ben Simmons is going to be there. Yeah, the difference is Ben. Kyrie won the championship and was one of the Yeah, we've players. seen Kyrie we've seen Kyrie turn it up in the playoffs. We've seen Ben go down in the playoffs. So other guys, uh Brandon Ingram. It, obviously too young, too 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 hard to tell right now. They're yeah. only in their sixth year. Um, and Brandon, injury issues. Yeah, Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown, um, um injury issues, changing teams. Yeah, Jamal Murray. Um let's go down a little bit. Pascal. Um, not Hall of Famers, but guys you could see probably potential yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? At least, if not, first ballot, second, third. Maybe have to wait a little bit like Chris Webber. Um, I think the only Jersey guaranteed Hall. Who? Jersey Yang was in that draft. Oh, 2016? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. He's coming from um Utah, right? Iowa. Iowa. One of those flyover states. We were literally legit supposed to be doing a prediction for Andrew Wiggins, and we just went off of it. Oh, we were? Oh, <laughs> yes, shit. Yes, we were. Because then we start talking about how he's successful and how Cat is better than So what was his prediction? His prediction, okay, let me go off last season so this makes this this prediction seems a little bit more relevant, even though okay. it's probably not because Clay's probably going to be back full health. Uh, so last season he averaged, uh, this is the legit what he averaged last season. Um, 17 points, shooting 39% from three. Uh, 39% from three. Why do you just take off your glasses? 46. I don't know. From the field. I think they were hurting. Yeah, they're hurting my ears. Having them on with the headphones is hurting my ears. Okay. So, yeah, 17 points, 39% from three, 46% from the field. They have him predicted as 19 points, mm. 38% from three, 47% from the field. With five rebounds and 2.7 assists. It's it's so close that I'm I'm not I'm not in such disagreement with it that I feel like I have to argue it against it. But it's hard to completely agree because I feel like if anyone's going to have an increase in production, it's probably Jordan Poole not Andrew Wiggins. Yes. I think what Andrew Wiggins brings to the table for the Warriors is less offensive and it's more defensive, just being able to switch onto pretty much anybody and guard positions like one through four sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and besides that, putting up, you know, putting up threes. Um, he, can, say, he can he can go and get his shot sometimes, but between Clay, Jordan Poole, and Steph, that's why I want to put on there. That's why I want to put on there. Uh, this is what hopefully you know. If I say this, maybe this changes your mind just a smidge. Uh, Andrew Wiggins averaged more points when Clay came back. Yeah. Okay. So maybe, but could that be simply because Clay was? Drawing more defensive attention, maybe. Um, it just I looked up the box score. I looked up when Clay came back, the game Clay came back, and Andrew Wiggins from that since Clay came back averaged about twenty three points a game. Because the thing is, they weren't, if I remember correctly, they weren't all playing together. Like when Clay and Andrew Wiggins were on the floor, sometimes Steph wasn't. Or when Steph and Wiggins were on the floor, Clay wasn't. Yeah. So the the question that I have is Steph, Clay, and Jordan Poole. Do all of them start this year? I don't think you, I think you continue to bring Jordan Poole off the bench. Because I think okay. it's, it's kinda like the Dame Anthony Simons situation. No, where... I don't know. Cause cause Dame doesn't have any I think Anthony Simons is starting this year. I mean, they have no choice. Right. But but with the Warriors, it's like... They have a choice. With the Warriors, they have a choice, but at the same time, it's like, how much longer are you going to bring him off the... He's better than Anthony Simons. That's arguable. I think he's better than Anthony Simons. And I think he's had more opportunity to prove he's better 
in the postseason when it really kind of matters. But it's not fair to Anthony Simons because Anthony No, no, no. I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, he's it's already on his resume, whereas Anthony Simons simply just hasn't had the opportunity to do it yet. So my thing is, would you – like, for fit-wise, fit, fit wise, yes, I would definitely start Wiggins over Poole. But still, when you bring someone off the bench, mainly I'm assuming Jordan Poole as your sixth man, who's going to the bench? Clay's not going to the bench. Is Steph going? Steph, come on, bro. You think Steph is the first person to the bench? So that's why I'm saying, like, when Jordan comes off the bench, Andrew is probably so, going to the bench. I would, I so would if Jordan just gets more actually, minutes, that means Clay, Clay I mean, uh, Andrew gets less. I think Clay would probably go to the bench first. Okay. Because then if you if you have them run out, you take you take uh, Steph and Jordan off the floor. You have Clay and Draymond. They can run two men. And then, yeah, alternate that shit. Okay. Because my the, the only reason why I'm skeptical to see, to say, Andrew Wiggins is going to have an increase in production is because of the minutes. I also would throw... And not only that, the, but I feel like this year they're probably going to start trying to bring uh, James Weissman along as well. I will so, also, yeah, I mean, they also have two other um, two-way wings they have that showed potential, uh, Jonathan right. Kaminga and Moses Moody, so... You know they they're very stacked. They're they're yes. in once again the the billion dollar situation where you have a championship team, you just literally won a championship and then you have a young team building under your championship team. They're yeah. in the, the best situation possible. Obviously money is a thing. Money is but a thing. But they got it. You know what I'm saying? And they they're willing to go over that text uh, that text threshold. So But see it. Golden State is so smart because they know which we all know and what I what I thought all the other teams in the league would know, which is that the cap goes up every year. Yeah. So does. every year your luxury tax, like the money you gotta pay extra is a little less. So we actually have some good ones. I just generated we have some some good ones. So we're going to three more and then we're gonna wrap it up. Okay. Uh the first one is a two time MVP. Okay. Nikola Jokic. Predictions. I don't think he repeats. I don't think he. I don't, I don't think he wins MVP again. There, there's now, never, being said, I don't think Joel wins it either. Ooh, who do you think wins it? I am not one hundred percent sure, but I don't think it will be Joel or Nikola Jokic. I think it's going to be Joel. I think Joel is going to up his status from last year. I don't know if that's really possible, but I feel like he's he's going to do it. And I feel like voters fatigue is a thing, so I don't think Nikola Jokic will win it. Um, but um, I think I think Joel is going to win it. I think Joel is going to surge himself to win that shit. Like I feel like he's going to have that type of season where it's like, fuck, how the fuck did he do this again? Like like that, you can't you can't deny he's going to have a season that you can't deny. The only way that I see Jokic winning it again is if they're the number one seed, because if Michael Porter Jr. It's not focusing. Focus for me. Do it. Do it. Ah, it's probably upside down. Kevin Durant has interest in reuniting with James Harden. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, the only that. way, the only way that I see Jokic winning it again is if they're the number one seed. Because if not, the addition, like having Jamal Murray and and Michael Porter Jr. come back, will actually 
probably hurt him the way that it hurt Joel because his team will be better around him. So if they can't turn that into more success, which is at least a top three seed, I think having better teammates and not as not much better of a record will actually hurt his MVP chances rather than help it. I personally believe the Sixers have a better chance of being the number one seed than the Denver Nuggets. Right. I just think I just think there's a lot of young teams in the West that view that as their championship because they're probably not really going to. Like Memphis might go, we want the number one seed. Like we want we want that. You know what I'm saying? There, there's I feel like Memphis is still probably two years away um from being like Dallas. That. Yeah. They might they might view that as, as a championship, so they might gun for it. Like teams like the Warriors yeah. might don't give a fuck. Wherever we see no, the Warriors don't care. Wherever we're seated, that's where we're gonna go for. I just think I think the Sixers are also in that situ- type situation, so that maybe that kind of defeats my argument. Where we I don't think so. They're healthy, but I don't think the Sixers are gunning for the number one seed anymore because I think if that's anything, what, what, what happens? Oh, okay, okay. I, I think like, if anything, what happened in in twenty nine or twenty uh twenty twenty one with Atlanta proved that being the number one seed doesn't necessarily no. guarantee anything. I mean, LeBron has proved being the number one seed does not fucking matter. Any seed yeah. I am, I'm going to the finals. On the East. Yeah. The East. Now, I can't say that now. but Can't say that now. When he's with the East, any seed LeBron was, LeBron was going to the finals. It did not right. matter. So, right. that's what, that's kind of how I feel with the top four seeds. I don't think anybody cares. But seeding does matter when it comes to MVP. Yes. So and the only reason Jokic – the only reason Jokic won it last year was because of his advanced stats. Also, also – Same we, thing with Russell Westbrook. We were higher in the seeding than um, Denver was, but technically we were very close in terms of record. So that yeah. plays a part in it as well. But I think right. the Sixers, if they wanted to, they could be the, the number one seed. Um, I definitely think so. Um, if yeah. James comes back, maybe that lowers uh, Joel's chances of MVP. Maybe he doesn't. He still was in the finals. He was the runner-up even when James on the team, even though he wasn't on the se- team for the majority of the season. But I still think Joe. I think it's. I think going to this season is Joel's to lose. I don't think James being there is going to matter much because James was one of the main reasons why we he didn't get it last year. Like, oh, you got James Harden on your team, and he came at the trade deadline. Trade deadline. So it's not like he came for like the last two weeks of the I season. He was there for a pretty good portion of it. Off as good as they did, whereas like who the fuck is stopping these two? I think that changes a lot because the first right. five games it was like a match made in heaven. The honeymoon period was very great for them. So maybe right. if that doesn't happen and it's more uh, adjustment period for them, maybe it, it boosts him up a little bit. But that didn't happen. Yeah. You know, Jokic got it. I just don't think Jokic win again. I think for sure Jokic can't do it again unless they are far and beyond the best team in the NBA. It's also game, like the play style. Because Jokic, I would argue that Joel is probably the better scorer, but Jokic is... He's a passer. He's a he's, yeah. you know he he's a he get has everybody a better kind of guy. Impact on a team than Joel, right? So well, no, I, I don't know if I would say that because defense matters. I I, so, I don't think defense matters. I don't think Jokic is as terrible as a defensive player as we give him. No, he's not terrible, but um, he's not on Joel's level. No, he's not. He's not. But you also argue that Joel's not on his level playmaking, so that could be sure. The, the, but he's the, still not terrible. That's, what, That's I'm what I'm saying. Like That's neither one of them are terrible at anything. It makes them even in, in a sense that right record 
and the players they play with plays a gigantic factor. Exactly. Because I feel like they are the best player on the championship team. They are. They are, they're not a number exactly. two. They're the number one. Um, even though Jokic, you know, is a playmaker, so he'll he'll allow himself to be a number two. Um, right. And I think Joel, even to a sense, will allow himself to be a number two. Because, um, like, you know, he'll, he'll defer to James. James has an ISO uh, situation. I've seen it many times um, from the games, the sample size that we've seen. Joel will wave James to go ahead. Like, take yeah. him. Like, take him. Yeah. Like, he said, does the same thing with Tyrese. Like, and James will do it. And he, he doesn't necessarily get the assist from it. You don't really right. get the assist in stats, but you see it on the, on the court. Like, listen, take him. Listen, you got the switch, go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like when he was bringing the ball up and you saw Tyrese, he was like, Tyrese, go. Like, I'm, I'm dissing this shit to you. Go. Get the fuck out. And he gives yeah. it to him and he gets the uh, layup. So it, it, it's very much in different ways. I think the fact that the stats don't show that he's an elite passer, even though he averaged the most assists in his career. Um, he, he's not a elite passer, but he is definitely above average passer playmaker. Yeah. He um, just isn't asked to pass as not, often. He's not. Like, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray's not that great of a playmaker. So, it's right. like, I am, so, listen, let me worry about this, you worry about that. Versus, right. like, kind of with, even with Ben was there, you know, you replace Ben with James, and you get a better playmaker. So, it's like, right. I don't really need the ball in my hands, even though he still were bringing up the ball. Um, he wasn't doing as much when James yeah. got there. Um, Tyrese played a bit more of a factor to that, too. So, it's like, you know, it, it's it's it's... It's literally a flip of a coin with them. Yeah. When it comes to this season, I think because Joel and Nicola are so even talent-wise, and like you said, the players around them and the record and seeding plays such a big part in who gets what award, I think having Jamal – excuse me. I think having Jamal Murray back and Michael Porter Jr. back at some point will have the same effect on Jokic that having James Harden and Tyrese Maxey had on Joel when it comes to MVP voting and all that kind of stuff. Okay, could we also point out how unbiased I was? I was I was very I, unbiased. Yeah, you were very unbiased. That was great. I was very unbiased. I could have been. That was great. I was like, no, let's not do that. Uh, that was that. Like, I really surprised myself. I'm like, am I really that was fucking great. defending him? <laughs> like, I was like, no. I, I mean, there's this there's this weird thing in like the NBA community that feels like. People believe that Joel Embiid fans can't be Nikola Jokic, you know, fans, or Nikola Jokic fans can't be Joel Embiid fans, or you can't praise one. You can't praise one without putting the other one down, and it's not. That's just not the case. Like we recognize that they are both amazing players, and I'm never. You're never going to hear me say Nikola Jokic does not deserve his two MVPs. Literally, we said it was a flip of a coin. Like literally, either one could have it. He won both times. It's like I would even, and I would throw Giannis in there as well. Yeah. I would throw Giannis in there as well. Like the three, three of the best players in the league right now are are bigs, yeah. and I think that's cool enough that you don't have to go and like overanalyze which one of them is better than the other. And it's also still a rarity that these two bigs are faces of their franchise, and also are in in a way faces of the NBA, a collective face yeah. of the NBA because the world, you know, the NBA is going more global um, with yep. with their sport. Luca's coming up. Um, yep. you have, you know, centers, when you draft a center, you, you go, Oh damn, they could do this. They could do this now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like often single. And I would throw in the fact, uh, the bonus where they're yep. no longer just the prototypical bigs. They do have qualities of a prototypical big, but they also yep. do more. So yep. it, the big has changed, but those two guys are separate themselves so much that it's still a rarity to see a big bigs like them. Yeah. Between. Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, 
Luka Doncic, uh, Giannis. I would throw Pascal in there. I would throw Sabonis in. And who else? I would say maybe. I don't know. There's probably like one or two other guys, but like, I think not the from America, world. Or we talk about overseas. From yeah, not from America. Cat as well. Yes, Cat, Dominican Republic. He like the the fact that there's so much talent coming from other places now. I think is proof that the NBA is evolving, but in a positive way. Yes. And there are some older people who are a little bit sort of put off by the way the game is played today but at the end of the day it is just a phase like the nba changes in phases it always has it always will there was a point in time before wilt chamberlain and bill russell and kareem abdul jabbar when the guards were the kings of the league like you didn't see seven footers you just you just didn't yeah so when people say oh well you know the big man is back you got to remember there was there were points in time before the big man was what it is, you know, or what it was in the eighties and nineties anyway, not even nineties. I would say the nineties was more of a guard league anyway. I would say there, there was a point in time where there was parody. I think you had Hakeem, then you had Jordan, you had Kareem and you had magic. You know what I'm saying? There was a parody. I think it's still heavy. I think right now we're in the the age of the wings. Like we're, we're in the age of the wings right now. It's their time to shine. But I think, because I, I, I don't even I don't even know if I would say the age of the wings or the age of length. Age of length, yeah. Because you got like literally because analytics says if you have a short orange demand or you you take deep twos, you're not a good player. Or you're not an efficient player, yeah. yeah. So it's like I would I would even say the age of length because wings. I mean, technically speaking, like Terry Rozier was a wing, <laughs> like. You know, wings, there's a specific kind of wing that people are looking for, and bigs, like guys who are long and athletic and who can handle the ball and who can shoot. That's what everybody's looking for. Between like six, eight, six, nine, and up, who can handle the ball and shoot. That's what everybody wants. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, now and I'm those thinking, players have always been around. Yeah, but they, you know, when, when it's not your time, like, people were saying, like like I said, literally, on this podcast with Jaleel Okafor. He was born in the yeah. wrong era. Yeah. If, if Jaleel Okafor was born in the, 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 the late 80s, uh, early yep. 90s, Joel, Joel, Jaleel Okafor would be a fucking NBA Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like, legit, Absolutely. not even fucking around. No, like, I'm not just playing around or just throwing. Oh, that shit. He would legit be an NBA Hall of Famer. Look at his yeah. game. Like, back to the basket, don't shoot threes, has a little mid-range game, but mostly back to the basket. That is that is a Hall of Famer in the, in the 90s. You could even argue that somebody like Scottie Pippen in today's NBA would be... Everybody would still want Scottie. Like, like Scottie would... In today's Pippen. NBA, Scottie might have more value than Mike. Yes. Not, not to say that Mike wasn't as good, but just because he's smaller... Like the simple fact that Scotty was bigger, when it comes to drafting, teams are gonna probably most teams are gonna go for Scotty than they are Mike, just because of the potential. I think when we saw that change, I think it was the the twenty sixteen draft. Okay. Where where it was like kind of cemented. 
Like this yeah. is what the league is going to be going forward. Yeah, you had a six ten point guard, a six ten shooting guard, that were the first two picks. Yep. I'm not saying that they started it, but it was like and a that, six. That, that was the year and a six eight like, and a six eight shooting guard who was the third pick. Third pick or six seven six, six seven. seven. Oh, Jalen Brown. Yeah, Jalen so Brown. Where, yeah. where it was kind of like, oh shit, like all these motherfuckers can do damn near everything except for Ben Simmons. Yep, and and everybody else can do it. You know, they can do a lot of shit. Whereas well, like, even then, honestly, at that point, Ben Simmons, it was still Ben Simmons, Simmons yeah. he was, he was, he put up jump shots. Like he didn't, he wasn't a three point shooter. No but range. if you go back and watch Ben's like summer league highlights Who from that year, that shit? Like, he was pulling. He was he was knocking down mid range like, jump shots left and right. Too. He took some threes too. So it's like it, you know, the, obviously things change. But going into it, it honestly felt like it was very obvious that that was the, the direction that the league was going in younger, younger, longer. And it was one of the first years when we, people stopped caring about strength. When, when because we remember like pick? Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant got like ostracized, like crazy for being skinny. Yeah, for sure. Like they, they were like, they, they were really arguing that he should have been picked lower during the draft process because of how skinny he was. The, uh, he couldn't barely do, the bench press. Rep. Yeah, he could barely do one rep. Yeah. And they made that such a big thing because, you know, like I said, traditional people, they thinking, listen, you got to pay now low. Because like, exactly. literally, there was nobody like Kevin Durant. Like, because, of, was, because of his height, people had him as a small, as a power forward. I was like, yeah, bro, you're going to get killed. Gonna yeah. Get killed. But he's like, I'm not going to be down there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, even Dirk, to a degree, came in as a skinnier kid, had to put on some weight. Not necessarily muscle, but he put on weight. And it, it was it was like, okay, Dirk can now fits that mold. That's why I think they were right. thought they thought their thought process about KD was that he has to do this. He you know he's going to yeah. get there eventually. That's why he still went top three. But KD obviously is the best player in that draft. Is one of the top fifteen player in NBA history. So that's one of the reasons I'm really interested to see what ends up happening with Chet. Chet because he's skinny, but he is so tall. But he does have kind of a handle he does have a shot is not on the same level as kd but he's also not he's probably like kd not going to put on a whole bunch of weight so i think it's going to be interesting because with dirk the solution was put on a whole bunch of weight with kd the solution was okay well he's just not a power forward with chet i don't know what's going to happen because he's not going to put on a bunch of weight like dirk but he also can't play shooting guard slash mar forward like kevin mm-hmm. so i don't know what he's gonna be or what he's gonna do so i'm anxious to see I how that, that's gonna work thing, out for him uh for uh jovic um nikola jovic yeah and bobo like yeah yeah you, dude like what what do you do like you know you shoot well you're not great defenders yeah but you're a good but i would argue defender, but you play on the perimeter but you're not a good perimeter defender it's like it's yeah. so much shit that goes into this and you know the teams that they were drafted to are Great teams because they're their team not trying to compete. They're yeah. like develop, go out there, develop your game. We'll see what you you're good at. Then we'll draft or assign to fit the needs that you have, the holes that yeah. you have. Like that's literally what they're, where they're at right now. The only thing with Bowl is I was I would argue Bowl probably has a better handle than Chet. But Bowl, yeah. I think so Bowl could Bowl could play small forward. I think he could play very very small forward, a big small forward. Yes. Oh God, we were talking about 
I forgot who we were talking. We were talking about you literally Jokic. went from Jokic to the minor day big man. Um, Jokic shouldn't be to minor day big man. Um, so we went on that run. We are at currently hour and forty minutes. <laughs> that was an hour. Literally, an hour this was supposed hour. to be an extra segment. <laughs> this was literally supposed to be an extra segment, and this we, be. <laughs> This became longer than the original segment. It did. The original segment was literally forty minutes. We went You know why? Because we we had our draft we had our players down already before we started the draft. Yeah, we did. So we kinda rolled through that pretty quick. Alright, let's do one more. We were gonna originally do two more, but no, let's do just do one more because we're gonna find a way. No, to we, this was the second one. No, it wasn't. Yeah, we were gonna do two more and then we did Jokic no, and then be, there was, was, was one more. Three more originally. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I actually want to go a different route. Let's let's end it on a uh, homer. Okay. Let's end it on a homer. And one of the people that are here is one of my picks in the draft, Matisse Thibault. Um Matisse, Ooh. before we did the, uh, you know, we did the, um, what am I I'm thinking about? We, we did the P.J. Tucker signing. Matisse was probably mm-hmm. slotted, slotted in to start. Um. Oh, 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 shit. All right. Um, so to, to back this in a way, James did unlock Matisse. Yeah. James definitely unlocked Matisse. And that's why I kind of wanted another playmaker off the bench to, yeah. to, to do that on a more consistent basis. I wanted another playmaker. I really wanted Rondo, but Rondo's in some shit right now. So we're mm-hmm. going gonna, gonna to let that stay there. Um, but uh, they have Matisse averaging. Eight and a half, eight and a half points. Forty-seven percent from the field, thirty-two percent from three, uh, with one point six blocks, two and a half steals. That you know, it's crazy as hell. That sounds crazy for anybody else coming off the bench. That that two point five steals and one point six blocks. Yeah, but that's fucking Matisse Thybulle, and he fucking can do it. That that's the craziest part about now, it. Now, is that a prediction or is that his last year's stats? No, his last year's stats. Because I was going to say, that sounds pretty close to what he already was doing. His last year's stats, he didn't average 2.5. But the blocks, he was he averaged 1.7 on steals and 1.1 blocks. This is a 6.5 shooting guard. This is a okay. wing that is averaging a block. Literally. What were his points last year? Last year, he averaged 5.7. The year before that, his first year, 4.7. Next year, 3.9. This year, 5.7. And he shot... 31% from three, but when James got there, he shot 38%. Okay. See, that's the only, that's the biggest thing, though. Like, I think the prediction has his blocks going up, right? Mm-hmm. That has steals. Uh, or no, it's steals going up. Yeah. Um, And his points going up by three points a game. Mm-hmm. I think that will happen just because I think he makes, on average, one more three per game. Yes. They have him taking... Three and a half attempts. Yeah. Last year he took two point two. So yeah, literally another three point shot a game. Yeah, that's the only thing. And because he he took that, see, that's the only thing that I really see changing is he'll probably take one or maybe two more threes a game. Yeah, and I think um, it's actually no, be- I'll, I'll say one because he's not going to be playing with, he's not going to be starting, so he's going to be spending most of his minutes with. Anthony Melton, DeAnthony Melton, and and Daniel House, and yeah, and George Niang. Yeah, 
So he really probably won't be shooting a whole lot of threes. So is Shaker a backup point guard? No, Melton is. He should be. Melton is more of a bucket getter. Shake that's fine. Two. As a six man, that's fine. But I still want, you know, obviously. We don't have one. We really don't have one. We don't have a playmaker off the bench. I mean, Trevlin Queen is our closest, literally. It's literally our closest playmaker. And, and like, if we're going to play Trevlin Queen, who is I really liked from the first time we signed. Actually, I did. I wasn't there. I didn't like him for the first time we signed. You him. like him from the highlights yes. you looked up after we got him. After we signed him and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And then the first play is a windmill dunk and I go, oh, he's my favorite player. Um, And that's literally how you, do, how you get me on your side. You do a windmill dunk and I go, yep. Yep. That's what Matisse did. Did a windmill dunk. I was like, oh, yep. Yep. I want him. Um, Traveling Queen is a playmaking. He's 6'7". Um, kind of remind me of Ferk, but not as consistent for three, but a better playmaker. Only thing that, that kind of makes me nervous with Trevor McQueen, obviously we're going to hop back to Matisse, um, is that his turnovers, even in summer league, were too fucking high. Yeah. Like he did, he's not and that's one thing That's one thing you kind of see a lot from younger passers. He's 25. No, I mean like, oh, t- he's 25 years old? Yes. He how, but how long has he been in the league? This is his second year. Yeah, no. I mean, young, the, like, career young. What you mean? Like, career young. Like, not long in the NBA. No, 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 not at all. Like, like getting year. adjusted to NBA defenders okay, as yeah. a passer okay. is tough. Because yeah, even Ben, like, we, we people forget the Sixers were one of the worst teams in the league, even when we were the third seed back-to-back years with Ben Simmons as a point guard. We still averaged some of the highest turnovers in the league. It's crazy because we were on the bottom half of the league with turnovers. Mm-hmm. Did a better job. Um, this year. because a lot of people didn't fucking pass the ball. But, you know. Well, and we don't have Ben who passes unnecessarily. That's the thing. That's what I mean about, like, guys have- who are guys who are passers but who are, like, young in the league. They make unnecessary passes. Yeah, we, don't, we didn't have Ben jumping up before he made, made a fucking pass. Seven yeah, like – Unnecessary passes, jumping in into the air and then trying to make a pass, making a pass at the end of a shot clock, like instead of just shooting a ball, shooting the ball, making a pass when you're wide open. Yeah, um, I want to hop back to the Matisse thing, and obviously the one thing that she would love him to do is to shoot better because if Matisse shoots better, he's one of the best. He's a top five three D player mm-hmm. in the league, just like that. If he could shoot the ball at a 37% clip. Yeah. Shit, 36. Fuck it. 35% clip. He's one of the best two-way players in the league because that's how great his defense is. Yeah. Even though I didn't feel that way last year, even though he made an all-defensive team, I didn't feel like it was that it wasn't that loud last year. Um, but he still can do it. Obviously, his numbers back that. Obviously, his deflections back that. Um, the thing that I like that I saw from Tyrese Maxey, um, that I saw from that I seen from Matisse this year is that Tyrese Maxey in his rookie year shot eighty seven percent from the line, even though he shot thirty percent from three. But he shot eighty seven percent of line, and like one of the shooting things that you you learn when you're looking at uh, that I learned in podcasts, multiple podcasts that I listen to, is that it starts with free throws. If a player yeah. can shoot high percent from uh, from the uh, free throw line, he probably can shoot. He, there's a chance that that stroke 
then goes to his three-point shot, his jump shots, things like that. Um, Matisse Thybul, uh went from shooting, uh, uh, basically with his free throw number, 61% la- uh, first year, 44%, and then shooting 79% from the free throw line this year on more mm. attempts than he's ever had in his, his career. Um, so that kind of gives me a, a gooder, a gooder, a better sign um, that it's <laughs> – shut the fuck up. It gives me a better sign that, you know, maybe this is the year. He is 25. Um, he was uh, drafted out of out of uh, um, Washington, Washington a little older, so you kind of are established to who you are at that age. But yeah. that doesn't have to be. It does not have to be. You work on your shot, literally, bro. Look at Magic started. Johnson. Like, Magic Johnson was a terrible shooter when he first came into the league. When Matisse he Thibault finished gets, his career, he was one of the better free throw shooters. If Matisse Thibault gets his shot, you either do one thing if you do one or two things if you're Sixers. You trade into Tobias Harris, you move into PJ to the floor, and you put Matisse into the starting lineup, or you're taking PJ out and you're putting Matisse in. Like Matisse becomes a starter if he can shoot that three. Like you imagine, yeah. like. Like the same Ben situation, but obviously Matisse will take it. Listen, your your career, your money can be longer if you just get that shot down. Like literally, yeah. Especially much. even Ben. Ben has has a longer career just because he is six ten point guard and he could do a lot. And he's an all star already. But for somebody like Matisse, that can be very beneficial beneficial to you, who is a rotation guy, but could be like that one of the top uh, two way players in the league. Ben's Ben's shooting. People don't see Ben shooting as a, as big of an issue because of his size, his passing ability, and his handle, his ball handling ability for his size. So it's like he can even if he can't shoot, he can blow by guys. Like he can get past you and get to the rim. That's that's why I kind of was like hoping he would play just to see what they would do with him, because literally yeah. you can take Nicholas Claxton out the game and literally have Ben Simmons be your center. He's not yeah. even he's not a great interior defender. He's more of a perimeter guy. But just imagine be able to switch um everybody. I mean stuff for Kyrie. But like just me imagine be able to do that. Um with your center. He's a lot yeah. of catcher, you know, basically does a lot of things the mimic a center. I would compare him to uh more athletic Debonis Sabonis in a way yeah. where he could play make and you know, just in that mold of a guy who can, you know, even Jokic to to a degree. Um, even though they're going to be playing back off him, but like because they're backed off of you, you do a little cut, um, have somebody uh, do a, a handoff, and like what he did with Steph and what he did with JJ. Okay, you're going to be off of me. JJ's going to come up this curl and he's going to be wide the fuck open. So yep. or or and once he do that curl, he's wide the fuck open. And you run up to defend him. I'm at the rim now. So it's like it it he works a lot of ways, but it would definitely help a lot of teams. Obviously the Brooklyn Nets if he. Would he at least even attempt a mid-range or jumper? So let me ask you this: While we're on the subject of Matias Thybul, do you think he he finishes the year with the Sixers? I think so. Okay. Um, and this is my reasoning behind it: the the East is a physical, more physical. Yeah. You have Giannis, you have you know Demar Derozan, Zach Levine's, you have the you know uh, Cades, the emerging. Uh, young players, Cade, um, Lamelo, you know a lot of perimeter guys. I think PJ is getting older, even though I feel like he still can do it. But having Matisse in your back pocket definitely helps. And, yeah. and for for I would just sing out. He's done a lot of great defensive moments, but I'll mm-hmm. sing out one game. 
That game against Steph Curry. Yeah, when he was going for the record. When Steph was going for that record, and Matisse locked his ass down. Yeah. To a point where I've never seen Steph. Like, Steph still was going to get off a little bit. I think he still ended with 18 points. But nobody has ever made Steph work like Matisse made Steph work. Yeah. That alone is the reason you keep him. Right? And I was obviously opposed. Like, if you're going to trade Tobias, trade Matisse. Like, because you might have to because you don't want to trade another first-round pick. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, unless that you're doing that to get that off the books, you keep him because it makes more sense to keep him. Like, if you're going to get a team like the Miami Heat where Tyler Hero comes off the bench and you have one of your best defenders come off the bench, that, that bodes well for you. Even even um with Milwaukee, they have Grayson Allen coming off the bench. Yeah. That, that slows yeah. down. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he can do that. And then um, another guy I would love to bring up, uh, I think I kind of – I think I, I I'm deferring to Paul Reed. I oh, okay. am the 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 leader of the Charles Bassey fan club, and you know this. But yeah. <laughs> I think Paul Reed is the option to go with. I think with the, the backup, the backup job is his to lose. Yeah. Why the fuck am I not being biased today? What the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I don't. The it's the, I, think it's the I think it's the beanie. I think it's the beanie gives me yeah. logic and it gives me you know the level headedness to think about both things yep but Paul Reed probably is that guy I, I it's just with a simple fact of who we face that like that that makes it all, all the better like you're going against Giannis and when we played Giannis Paul Reed was giving him trouble oh yeah he was giving him trouble eventually Giannis we went to overtime I think that's when Giannis kind of took over but that he had 22 points on, I mean, on a nationally televised game with no Joel, and you know, Paul Reed is considered a nobody to nobody to anybody who doesn't watch the Sixers. So that yeah. nobody kind of showed you up, or watch the G League, or watch yeah, or watch anything like that. So Paul Reed is is a guy, another guy who you keep, and Paul Reed's also not scared to shoot. If he's open, he'll take that shit. He'll do it. Yeah, he'll do it. You don't want him to, but he'll. Paul he'll Reed's motto is "fuck it." Fuck it, we both. Um, yep. <laughs> like I'm an NBA player, bro. Like I'm gonna take it. Um, I would exactly. definitely prefer Charles Bassey taking the three than um Paul Reed because Paul Reed's form is fucking ugly as fuck. But see, the difference is I think the reason why Paul Reed gets denied is because Charles Bassey might be too much like Joel. Mm. Like Paul Reed, you you take Joel out and you put Paul Reed in in certain spots or where it just works. We've seen. Paul Reed start with Joel, and yeah, that, exactly. Game against Chicago when they put him on Demar Derozan, and he did a great, uh, well, as good as a job you're going to do for a young player. De- uh, Demar Derozan got in foul trouble early because you know yeah. Demar pump fake king, and they look so real that you know Paul Reed ass going to jump, Matisse Thybulle's ass going to jump. You know what I'm saying? It, it it gets you, but but the job he did staying with him, his footwork. Was amazing. Like you can't, right. you can't, you can't overlook that. Obviously, I haven't seen that from Charles Bassey. I don't think Charles Bassey's even gotten that opportunity to even show that. But I think in that Toronto series, or earlier, or you could even say earlier in that Miami series with Joel sitting out, I think Paul Reed got a lot of Doc's trust. Mm-hmm. And I, it's hard for a young player to get Doc's trust unless you're like overwhelmingly good, like a Tyrese Maxey. So yeah. I think that alone is going to give him that push. And his mobility yeah. is what we need against guys like Bam Adebayo and, and and Giannis and Jason Tatum and KD. Like, 
that's what you need against guys that are taller but are still quick and move and handle the ball like guards. Charles Bassey doesn't necessarily give you that on the same level. And for the most part, because you have Joel, the, besides fatigue, just to give him a break, the only reason you're taking Joel out of a game is if you want to try and go small. Yeah. So, you know, Paul Reed's the best guy to put at the five if and, you want to do that. And what I brought up before could still stand, them going 41-41. Or uh, situation, yeah, yeah. you know, if the backup yeah. big is a big man, go Charles Bassey. If the backup big can shoot, go Paul Reed. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, that could still stand. That could still go. But I think, like like I said, it's Paul Reed's job to lose. Yeah. It's also going to matter if Joel's available or not. Because on games when Joel think, just isn't playing. I think Charles playing, Bassey would start. Exactly. Kind of exactly. like the, the white only came off the bench. Like. Right, Tony Bradley was our starter. So exactly that that. So I I think on games when Joel simply isn't playing, Charles Bassey probably starts, and Paul still comes off the bench, or they just split the minutes. He's entirely a less I want to say less talented because they did they do the exact fucking same thing. But I just think Rashawn Holmes is better. Um, but he's like Rashawn Holmes in the sense that he brings high yeah. energy. Like literally, Rashawn Holmes off dunks almost won us a game against the Lakers. Like yeah, years I think. Ago. I think Rashawn was just a little bit more restrained on the defensive end. Yeah. He wasn't he, a foul monster. Like, fucking Yeah, he, he knew how to play without fouls, and he knew how to – he was a little bit more, I would say, mo- not mobile, but he was – I would say definitely was, more athletic. Yes, more athletic. He was constantly moving. Yeah. He very rarely ever stood still, and he he could get up over guys. Yeah. Like, and on the defensive end, like you said, he wasn't year. a foul monster. The rookie year that donkey had over Al Horford was fucking crazy, bro. Like it was a thrunk. It was a thrunk. Like he threw that shit in. There he threw it, it in, yeah. And I was like, it was crazy. It was crazy. And it was his rookie year, mind you. That was wasn't even regular season. That was preseason. And yep. I was like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. So I guess I could wipe my tears over us trading KJ McDaniel's because <laughs> we got him right back. <laughs> right, pretty much. So a sad. bigger KJ McDaniel's. A bigger KJ McDaniel's, bro. I was so uh, but yeah. listen, KJ McDaniel's number one fan right here. Um I was literally at the game where uh Tony Roden threw the lob. It was playing against the magic. I'd never forget this. He threw a fucking lob. Yeah, that KJ one McDaniel like... somehow got that shit. And it's like yeah. how did you one reach it to Lock onto Grab the rim it. and then dunk it. It's like, bro, you were literally going out of bounds. Like it yeah. did not make sense. I was there at that game, um, and I also watched when he threw the self lob to himself, and I was like, "This is Andre Iguodala. This is this is, this is yeah. Andre's back." Like, like pretty he, much. Yeah, that's what it felt like. And he had good shooting form. I mean, obviously, he wasn't a great shooter, but his form was pretty. And it was like he might be could fix that. And then we traded yeah. him to the Rockets, and I got sad yep. and depressed. I, you were a huge KJ McDaniels fan. I was a huge Tony Roden fan. Tony Roden was the guy, bro. Bro, he I used was, to love he was, Tony he, Roden. He was a point. I was man. like, why do we still have Michael Carter Williams? I don't understand why. Why does he still here? Like he's played like ten games a season. Like why? Why is he still in the, like trade him? <laughs> he is a poor man's garbage, Derek Rose. Okay, he's a Tony poor, Roden. Yeah, a poor man's garbage, Derek Rose. Without hmm. the athleticism. Like, in terms of getting to the rim, his jump stops, his, um, like, literally had the same, like, D-Rose floater where he kind of, the same fucking floater where fucking D-Rose blew out his both his knee, knees. Yeah. And then he actually blew out his fucking knee doing that shit. Yeah. That jump stop. Yeah. Um, against the Hawks, never forget that shit. Because uh, I was, like, excited because he was playing great. And then we trade him to the Knicks so he gets released. And then he's out the league. 
Uh, yeah, it's crazy that I remember all that shit because this is around, around time I really started watching Sixers, so like I remember all their shit. Same, me too. The reason you know what's crazy? This is gonna sound ridiculous. Is I watched basketball as a kid, but I only watched the 76ers. Mm. When I got to high school, I started watching basketball and playing it more because we had literally nothing else to do. I went to high school downtown. Before that, I mostly like played football, like in recess and played baseball. We didn't have any football or baseball fields. Like it was just concrete and a basketball court like six blocks away. So that was what we did after school. So I didn't really start playing basketball until high school. So like around 2000, I want to say 10 was when I started really like paying attention to the league and to basketball outside of just the 76ers. That was the first year I watched the draft and we drafted Evan fucking Turner with the second pick overall I would like in to a answer. draft that had DeMarcus Cousins. Paul George. Paul George. Like, we took Evan Turner. Now, granted, he was a college, he was player of the year in college, right? All this other shit, but he was, we knew, we, we should have known. Hey. This I, was before the three-point, like, shot blew up the way it has now, so I get it. But sure. at the same time, it's like, it was Evan fucking Turner. I'm not trying to flex on you, but the first draft I watched, we drafted Joel Embiid. So, I'm not trying to flex on you, but the first draft I watched, we drafted our fucking franchise player. But look, um, but that year, 2010, was the first year that I really started paying attention to basketball. What? Three years later, the process starts. I watch... No, two two and a half years. Two and a half years. Because 2012, that 2012 offseason was when the process started. No, it started 2013. 2013. Oh, yeah, 2013. 2013. It was traded for Nolan's Noel. Because what happened was 2012 offseason was when we thought we weren't going to have to go into a process because we got... To the fucking Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals and went seven no. games... The, we got the to the after? Eastern Conference semifinals and we lost in semi game seven games to Boston. No, 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 y'all, y'all. I'm saying y'all like I wasn't a fan. No, y'all did. No, nope, we didn't. Y'all. No, because you beat Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose got injured. That was the first round. We were the eighth seed. They were the first seed. Yeah, we beat them in the first oh, round. The second round was against Boston. Seven for, and if y'all would have won, it went to the Eastern Conference final. I keep saying right, y'all, but we but I wasn't we lost. We lost in Game Seven to Boston in the second round. That all that that's where it started. summer we that's got the, that's we that seven game the uh game seven wolves that's where they started. Well, but it gets worse. God. We thought the process was never even going to have to happen because we were a good team, even though we were eight seed. We were the eight seed because you were of the like Orlando injuries. Magics. The Orlando Magic. Yeah, we were the eight seed because of like because of our players were older and they weren't playing all like we had injuries and stuff like that, but. We were a good team. We were good enough to beat the Bulls. They ended up losing Derrick Rose and Joakim Noah, but we still took the Celtics, who ended up going to the finals, to seven games. And then we thought, all right, we already have a good team. Let's just improve on it. And we got Andrew fucking Bynum. And we were like, we're we're winning the championship. <laughs> we're winning a championship. We're replacing Boy, Spencer Horace with, with Andrew Bynum. Andrew Bynum, Elton Brand, <laughs> Drew Holiday, Andre Iguodala, and Evan Turner are going to win us a championship. Uh-huh. How'd that work out, Sean? <laughs> well, if I remember correctly, uh, Andrew Bynum had a foot 
or a leg injury. Boom. He ended up he ended up aggravating said injury and making it worse. Bowling, bowling. in a bowling alley. <laughs> I mean, I'm not seven feet tall, but I still can't wrap my head around how you injure yourself bowling. Aside from just taking the ball and dropping it from ten feet on your foot, like I don't, I don't know how you how you do that bowling or why you go bowling in the first place. So there was that. Uh, also, I believe Elton Brand retired. No, no, no. He he uh, he. I think he had an injury and he couldn't play for a lot of the season. We drafted <laughs> Nikola Vucevic and then traded him. <laughs> Yeah. And that the White Howard trade. Yeah. So Andrew Bynum was a part of that then. Yeah. But Nikola Vucevic played for the Sixers. He did. He played for us. He didn't finish the season. But Andrew Bynum was they weren't on the same team though. No, no, no. We drafted Andrew Bynum and I mean we drafted Nikola Vucevic in twenty twelve. Yeah. And then we then And then we traded him. Vucevic because twenty thirteen he wasn't on the team anymore. And then when we traded him, it was when it became clear that we were going to a rebuild. Doug Collins, our head coach, quit because he didn't want to be a part of a rebuild. He never got a job again. He never got yeah. a job again. Well, I don't think he wanted one. He was having some health issues. He was dealing with, like, vertigo and stuff like that. He couldn't, like, stand up on the sidelines. Um, Yeah, we traded uh, Drew Holiday. Kicked off the pro. Oh, uh, we also fired our GM. Replaced him with Sam Hinkie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sam Hinkie comes in. He says, "Nope, we're not doing this." Trades Drew Holiday to New Orleans for the number six pick, which ends up being Nerlens Noel. And the, and the process starts. Yeah, he looks so weird in the fucking jersey, bro. Yep. It happens. And it was the old. It was the process jerseys, which are like, which are we're we're not great jerseys. Yeah. Oh, and if I'm not mistaken, Mark is also in Orlando with uh, with Rick. I can't remember if it was 2010 when we drafted Evan Turner, but there was a year when Allen Iverson came back. <laughs> 2009. 2009. 2010. Yeah, it was just like a weird. It was a very weird so, three year stretch for this. I wasn't Sixers. watching three, four year stretch for that that stretch, but I do remember. My grandma read in the newspaper, and it was like uh, AI, AI's return or something, something like that. And he was like, yeah. it was a picture of him kissing the logo." Yeah, his first game, he knelt down and kissed kissed the seventy six. Yeah, logo. like I, because I, I wasn't a Sixer fan. I knew who, obviously, I knew who Allen Iverson was because I had like a jersey of his, and I was like, "Who the fuck's this guy?" I guess uh, he plays for the Sixers. Oh God! I, I literally, like, literally, did not know. I, like I told you, I was forced to play football. I was literally forced against my will. To play football because I was a stocky kid, had wide shoulders. Yeah. There was like football player. I was like yeah. fuck, and then I was, you know, I didn't really watch it because I was like watching Ray Lewis fucking tapes. <laughs> like I was literally watching Ray Lewis, um, and then you know I eventually was like fuck, bro, fuck football. Um, I I, I didn't even say that because I I didn't stop playing football until I was eighteen, and I started when I was eight. And so, 
10 years of my life <laughs> was fucking football. Yep. I mean, nine. Yep. Nine, and, nine and a half. I got injured a year. Well, injured two years, so eight, eight, eight years of football was in my life. I hated it. Fucking hated it. Bro, I never wanted to be a football player. So showing the story. Never did. Never fucking wanted to. But it was like, yeah. you have to because you it's, are big. Has anybody ever seen the movie? Anybody who's listening to this, if you've ever seen the movie, great, great movie. One of the greatest sports movie of, of all time. Side? No. Oh. Crossover. You've never seen it. I know you've never seen it. No. It stars Anthony Mackie. And so familiar. Is that Anthony the guy Mackie, who's always the grinning, but he's never smiling? He's fucking. Uh, um, Anthony Mackie? Yeah. He's he's Falcon from. I know. That's Avengers. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Like he always is grinning. Like he always grinning like he got a fucking secret. Oh. <laughs> I guess. Uh, So Anthony Mackie and. Uh, I can never remember the guys. The other, oh Wesley, Wesley, Wesley Jonathan. Um, Wesley Jonathan is a pretty well-known actor in the black community. He's been in a lot of like famous black movies. He was in um Roll Bounce. He was Sweetness and Roll Bounce. Um, but Anthony Mackie and Wesley Jonathan. This is early in their careers, by the way. This is when did this movie come out? Two thousand six. They are. Streetball players. This is during the height of the N1 movement. They are streetball basketball players who are playing in a tournament, a streetball tournament, that is run by Mafia boss. You're going to love this. Mafia boss Wayne Brady. Are we talking about the same Wayne Brady from from the thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wayne Brady. From from every white thing ever. <laughs> Non-threatening Wayne Brady. This is also why Wayne did that. You remember the Chappelle show skit when he was like gangster Wayne Brady? He was like, is Wayne Brady going to have to smack a bitch? <laughs> like, so in the movie, Wesley Jonathan plays a basketball. Like they're both basketball players, but the difference is, oh, and Lil JJ. I don't know if you remember him. He was like a Nickelodeon. Oh, Just Jordan. That was Just yeah. Jordan, right? Just yeah, Please. so so they're all like Go basketball ahead. players. They have a little like street ball team. Uh, Wesley Jonathan is like really good, like NBA potential good, and he wants to be an engineer. <laughs> and everybody never works. That never everybody fucking thing. hates it. They're like, "Yo, why are you like? You need to focus." And he was like, "I am focusing." on school <laughs> and they were like no like play basketball that's how you are that's how you are with football marquise was very very good at football and he doesn't even like football i don't i don't watch it i haven't watched a game of football in the last two years there's literally a scene where anthony mackie goes to him he's like you got the gift and you don't want it <laughs> and he's just looking at him like i'm sorry like i don't, I don't, I don't want it i'm sorry no, yeah, that's literally how I am, bro. Like, I, I it was, and and what made it worse is that I was good. It, yeah, it made it worse. It's like okay, because it made people want you to keep doing it. And you're like, fuck, literally, I was trying to get out of this. I didn't play my ninth grade year because I did not want to play in high school. Fucking Judah and Jeff, yes, I'm fucking name dropping you assholes. Were were eleventh graders going about to be seniors that year, and they like every fucking day. Bro, just try out, bro. Try out, try out the next. You know what I'm saying? 
Happened in the summer, bro. Try out, try out, bro. End of the year, try out, bro. Just try out. I was like, all right, fucking, I'll try out. I try out and make the team. I was like, <laughs> fuck And then on top of that, I made JV. I made JV. I played three games with JV, and then they called me up. I was like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and it's like, it's kind of your pride fighting itself. Because it's like, I don't want to do this, but yeah. But I also don't want to suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm that bull, bro. Like, I'm that yeah, it's like, room. I don't want to do this, but, but also, like, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it well. But then when I do it well, people want me to keep doing it. So it's like, shit. Bro, that's that's me at work. That is legit me at work. It's yep, like, me now too. I have a fucking a reputation of being great at it. I mean, it's like, I really want to slack off. But once I slack yeah. off, it's a problem. And, and that's how it was. Like, my 12th grade year was my worst year of football. Because I saw the fucking light at the end of this. <laughs> like, I saw yep. it. Bro, I wasn't coming like, to practices. I'm not going to have to do this anymore. Bro, I wasn't coming to practices. I lost my starting spot like three times. And then the, the guy. The fact that they gave it back to you twice <laughs> yes. is. The fact that they gave, they gave it, it back, back to, to him time, twice. Bro. They gave it back to It should be time. proof of how good he was. <laughs> they gave it back. They took it from him three times. Literally. It, and, and the. <laughs> they were literally like, all right, Marquise, listen, you got to get it together. All right, you're not starting anymore. Second time. All right, you know what? We're, we're going to give you one more chance. <laughs> Third time. Okay, listen. <laughs> no more chances after this. And because, um, like, the final game, uh, we had a, a turkey bowl game. And it's crazy because nobody was showing up to practice. So, our, like, literally, there would probably be, like, maybe 10 out of 40 people on the team showing up for practice. Right, and our our coach was like, "Y'all gonna fucking lose this last game? Y'all fucking lose it?" Shit. Like he was going in on us. So we beat that uh, fucking. We, so we shared the team. We shared the field with Palumbo. Like literally, we have from fifty to touchdown. They would have fifty to the other touchdown to practice. Yeah. And they would like because they was there every day, discipline, doing all the drills, shit like that. On the days that I would go, I would go like twice a week. But we had practice damn near every day. Um, oh, y'all played Palumbo. We played Palumbo. We beat Palumbo fifty six <laughs> to three. <laughs> oh my god! And our final game <laughs> that we were just bullshit. They didn't get bro. a touchdown, bro. They didn't score shit, bro. They got. A you know what it was? Game. Your coach lit a fire under you <laughs> because he was like, "You think we need to come to practice to beat these motherfuckers?" Bro, we watched them practice. We're gonna show you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we. We gonna show you, cause like we were literally like that in the summertime. We would literally scrimmage against Palumbo. They're right there. Like we really yeah. scrimmage against them. I'm like, bro, they're not good. Like people just did not care. Like me, I like my, I, I, what I mean. I did not give a fuck. I just did not at all, bro. Fuck it. Fuck the fuck football. Fuck you. Fuck the 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 pigskin. Fuck all. Fuck all of it. <laughs> fuck this helmet. I want eat pork no more. <laughs> like, fuck these shoulder pads. Fuck fuck these socks. Fuck these cleats. Fuck all of it. I'm done. I'm literally done after this shit. Do I have my cleats? Oh, no, I don't. My cleats are, my cleats that I play with are in the basement still. Because my mom wants them. And I'm like, cool, take it. I don't fucking use them again. <laughs> I'm not using them again. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I can't imagine seeing you in shoulder pads. Because his shoulder, if you've seen Marquise in person, maybe one day we'll do a meet and greet or something like that. He looked, if you've ever seen Cats Don't Dance, you remember Darla Dimple's uh, butler? Or if you've ever seen One Piece, like Bartholomew Kuma, like there's there's cartoon characters with shoulders like Marquise. I can't name a single human <laughs> with shoulders like Marquise. Maybe Kevin McHale. Dude. But his like it may or 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 
fucking uh what's his name the the coach for the Lakers and the Bulls uh when they Phil Jackson also has very wide shoulders there's they're tall so it doesn't look as weird not to say Marquise looks weird but Marquise has very wide shoulders and he's he's not super tall so it's like it's a it's a it's a jarring sight when you first meet him yeah I, the idea of you wearing something that makes your shoulders look bigger sounds crazy to me. You probably look like Vegeta. Sure. Like when he first comes um, down and like the... Oh, I forgot Marquise doesn't watch anime. This, All right, let me this, think of something. An alien. This, some alien. This is this is a true story. We had to get special ordered shit for me. And I had it for all my four years. So like... Obviously, when you play football, you you meet a lot of other people like you. There was a lot of other wide shoulder motherfuckers. I just had the widest fucking shoulders, so <laughs> it was a lot of other ones. So literally, we got the NFL the NFL versions of the pads where there's like no fucking. So normally there's like a little fucking shoulder thing, yeah, a little yeah. shoulder thing on the side. We didn't get those. We had the drums where we had free motion of our arms, shit like that. It j- it literally like kind of sits on top of your shoulder. Yeah. We yeah. didn't have that. It doesn't curl the curve around. Yeah, I remember. I played football for a little bit. Like a the one, like the one. See, the reason I said curl around because it was removable, so it like kind of hanged a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So, um, yeah, we had to get special ones made for like me and like three other guys, uh, all linemen. Um, so yeah, and you uh, were not. I was. I'm were you a lineman or you were? Li- I thought you were a linebacker. No, 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 no. I could okay. play linebacker, but I, I, I like. Having fun of like instant. If you were a lineman, why were you watching Ray Lewis tapes? Because I wanted to be Ray Lewis. <laughs> you wanted, wanted to be, be a, okay. I wanted right. to be the fucking lineman version of Ray Lewis. Actually, okay. I also wanted to play linebacker, but there was like no, <laughs> no. Because like, the biggest person we have, son, we're not moving you further away. <laughs> because you know, I was, I'm fast as hell from my size. You and know what you were. You were Aaron Donald of high school. I was Aaron Donald of high school. But this is yep. the thing. It's the perfect they, example. They, when I tried out, I tried out for linebacker. And although the first couple of snaps, I would be amazing, I would get tired fast. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, no, nah, bro, be on the line. Snap, go back to your stance. Snap, go, you know what I'm saying, like that. And yeah. when I had a, like, literally, my, my, like, my, I don't know, why the fuck am I blanking on the name of it? My stance. Okay. Three-point stance. There we go. And <laughs> this is the longer I have not played football. This is fuck it. I, I, it was ten years of my life, but I, I refuse to remember none of it. Um, when I got back, retain none of that I, information. I, I fucking forgot. Once I once I graduated, it was like fuck it. Um, literally once November was over, it was like yeah, you can have all this shit, all these memories. Fuck it. It was like breaking up with a, a bad, a terrible, toxic ex. It was like I wanted nothing from this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like, Except no. there was an ex that could have gotten you to, into and paid for your entire education and life. Um, but yeah. <laughs> like I just said, no, not at all. I don't want this. It was like the rich ex who's verbally abusive. Yeah, I just couldn't take it no more. Um, yeah. who's hot? She's hot. She's rich, and she's taking care of you, but she's verbally abusive, yeah. and everybody, nobody else is gonna get it, but you get it. Um, I forgot where we were going from this. Uh, Nicole Yoke. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this podcast ended. I appreciate y'all for watching this this long of it. I feel like people are entertained 
by more of this of us just bantering this fucking banter than the actual fucking basketball talk. Probably, I hope so more, because that's look, what it mostly is. It, it literally you get a more in uh, in look of us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure uh, they don't want to hear me talk about my baseball career. So <laughs> uh, we're gonna go ahead and end it there. Thank you everybody for watching or listening this week. If you're if you're listening to it on Spotify or Apple or Google Podcast. Uh, thank you for watching. If you're checking this out on YouTube or on the website, which is blackflagent.online, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us individually, or you can follow the Low Lights Network uh, on Instagram or Twitter. Um, thank you one more time for joining us. I am Sean. That is Marquise. Sometimes, sometimes he is Marquise. Other times he is Bethany. Sometimes Have a good weekend. I am Batman. Oh no. He's not he's never Batman. Sometimes he's uh the Joker, sure, but oh, not wow. never Batman. You're sort of a joker. Not in a bad way. I mean like something about you're that, crazy. Something about that was racist. And I'm not gonna stand for it. Black Lives Matter, Sean. Which part of it was racist? Bye people! I would have